It's somebody's anniversary. I know. I do. I always do that. I always say <laughs> it twice, and I mess up the beginning every damn time. That's okay. We're starting up strong. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Ethan Hi, needs to take a big breath. So if you're wondering why we're starting the show four minutes early, it's because we want to get everyone in the chat before we officially start the show and bring on our first guests for the evening, Seth Andrews and Dr. Daryl Ray. Um, and Hannah will be co-hosting co -hosting with Brian. Whew, so uh, help yeah, me out here. No worries. No, no worries. <laughs> We're here to take a little bit of the pressure off you. We have over 30 guests tonight. Yes. If you're just tuning in, you have no idea what's going on. We are raising money for recovering from religion. Our goal is how much? $5,000 and we're almost to $2,000. So Ready. if you want to donate, all you have to do, I'll even put the link on the screen. Not that. Um, there we go. Go to that link and donate now. You can donate as little as $5 to work for this great cause. And I have never been so tongue twisted in my life right now. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm so excited. I think a lot of us are. It's going to be a great time. It's for a good cause. We're going to see a lot of awesome faces today. Um, I'm really excited. I'm excited to be here. So Me too. Um, so for those who don't know, it's uh, Hannah Vaughn is my co-host on the Pickup Line every Thursday where we talk dating, relationships, sex, and it's kind of like your breakaway from atheism. Yeah. Describe it right. Yeah, no, I mean, we're both atheists, but it's not an ex ex exclusive to atheism like the rest of your shows where you talk about philosophy and debunking stuff and, and having debates. But um, yeah, we just kind of have a relaxing time. So it is Thursday. We would be doing the pickup line normally, but I think this is a little more important. I think it's just a little bit. And <laughs> like we can take 30 a break. seconds until showtime. Yeah. So are you ready to do this? I'm ready. You Are have you for an hour or something, but the show goes till goes till 10:15 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have a total of 36 guests um, that will be appearing throughout the evening. Yeah. So okay. we got a big evening ahead of us, guys. All right, Hannah. Let's do this.
and now I'm ready to do this. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you and you look great. Thanks. I, you know, Puck said I had to dress up for my special event. So of this is what I got. one of my goofy shirts with a gold tux and a gold hat. It's so fitting. All right. But without further ado, let's bring on our guest for the evening because we have a huge show for you lined up and we got to stick to our time commitments as best as possible in order to fit all of these guests in. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our first guest, Dr. Daryl Ray. Daryl Ray, how are you? I'm doing super and so, so glad to be here. And thank you so much for doing this. We are just, ex you don't know how excited our volunteers are. They're just jumping through the computer. So thanks a lot for all this. Of course. And then let's bring on our second guest, Seth Andrews. Seth, how are you doing tonight? Now it's always good to be on with Dr. Ray. I just sit back and nod and smile and let him say all the heavy, important, <laughs> entertaining stuff. I've got the easy job today. Well, you finally actually have your, I love your voice, the ASMR, always, oh, every time I hear it. Very kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Not <laughs> Let's talk about recovering from religion, starting with you, Daryl Ray. How did you get this started? Well, I started back in 2009 on a whim. It was actually a very selfish whim. I was going to use a, my publicist, uh, uh, came up with the idea I should start an organization called Recovery from Religion to help sell books. So I I um, organized a little meeting in the back room of a of a IHOP here in town, thinking, you know, it was, it was a gimmick, I guess you could say. Three hours later, the restaurant manager's kicking the 11 people out and me that, that had come to this little meeting, and I realized these people need a lot of help, and I changed my whole focus. I wasn't there, I wasn't there to sell books. I was there to help people. And from then on, we at this point in time, we've got those little groups where people come to a restaurant or a coffee shop and they sit down and they share stories. We've got them in 55 different locations from Australia to the United Kingdom. And that's just a teeny tiny part of what we're doing right now. So that's how it all got started. And that was 2009. And we're coming on our uh, 12th. It'll be our 12th anniversary. We've been around 12 years. It doesn't seem like that long. And uh, we've been on a growth pattern for a lot. We've got, as, as you know, we've got a chat line. We've got a phone line. We've got resources coming out the wazoo that just dedicated just to help people who need hope, healing, or support. That's our three things, hope, healing, and support. I got a graph I wanted to flash up. Is this a good time to do that? I can do that right now. Yeah, yeah throw it up there. We have been on a 100% growth pattern for the last two years. It took us a while to really get our systems in place and people in place. But as you can see by this graph, which you can't see very well, that is, <laughs> <laughs> that is that's all right. It's my fault. I sent it late to Ethan and I didn't make it properly. You can take it down now. But that's just from our latest um, annual report, 100% growth rate. But I can tell you this, that's 100% per year, but our budget has only increased 46%. So we, we, we're doubling in size every year, but our budget, but our um, resources have not, our donations have not gone that any uh, that fast. So that part of the reason we're holding this fundraiser is we want to grow. We've got some huge plans for growing. I was just literally five minutes before I tuned in here today to join them. I was looking at our chat line and we have a chat from Jordan. And what does the guy say from Jordan? First thing he says is, I want to get out of Islam, but if I do, I'll get my head cut off. 
That's that we are dealing with those kind of people every single day. We get chats from Saudi Arabia, from Pakistan. Now those are the worst, but we also get chats from Mormon kids in Utah. Their parents are ready to kick them out of the house because they're gay. It's it's pretty bad stuff that we deal with every day. And we've got 200 of the best volunteers on the planet working every single day to help these people, connect them with resources, and send them to podcasts like like you and Seth Andrews and the Atheist Experience. And you guys are sending people to us too. It's it's a mutual relationship here. I and see, I'm, this I'm, is why you don't need me. Daryl is... <laughs> I'm hanging on every syllable. You don't need me for this segment. Amazing stuff. Actually, I have a question for both you guys while you're here, because I have a, a friend that, I, that I've just met, a, a new friend uh, in the community. Uh, she's called the African Humanist, and she was talking about growing up uh, in Nigeria and how oppressive religion is over there. Uh uh, I would like your all's uh, thoughts on that. Are you all familiar with the situation over there and uh, what efforts are being made? Yeah, we probably get four or five chats a month from Nigeria and we hear the stories firsthand. So yeah, we're very uh, aware of it. I occasionally will get emails from people and they'll lay out the story. And it's, you know, uh, sadly in regions all across the world, uh, you find that I cannot be who I am. I cannot tell people what I'm thinking for fear of my personal safety, being ostracized, uh, or worse. And, you know, I'm, I'm struck by just the tragedy of what these fundamental religions do to people. Uh, I know Daryl's inbox has got to look like my inbox so when it comes to hearing about people who, you know, my family is shaming me, or they're going to cut me off, or they're going to cut my college education funding if mm -hmm. I don't stop mm -hmm. doubting their religion. Or, uh, you know, I am, um, you know, I've lost friends. I've lost resources. My employer's a devout believer. He's going to mm -hmm. find a reason to fire me. Then how am I supposed to get another job during the pandemic, especially? Who's going to mm -hmm. pay the mortgage and feed the kids? You know, there's all these dominoes that start to fall. And I've really had those people on my mind. It's one of the reasons why RFR has been just one of my favorite organizations for, I mean, since it was founded. Uh, I've done a lot of production work for them. I've helped produce promos. I'm trying to tell their stories as best I can because the work they're doing is, you know, it, you're right. It's not one geographic location. It is the world. It is not one person. Mm -hmm. It is humanity. And these are shared stories I think people can relate to. And, uh, and they're working to help, you know, sort of rescue people, not just emotionally, not just psychologically, but in every other way as well. You know, if you free your mind, your ass will follow, if that's possible. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Seth, Seth has been a supporter from the very beginning, as early as I can remember. Basically, and, and he's done almost all of the, well, I think you have done, Seth, all of the promotional materials that we've we've generated to get Some the word it. out about them. Yeah. Well, I thought of you the other day, not to not to ramble on too much, but uh, somebody was talking to me about how how what advice would I give my younger self now that I'm an apostate? I no longer believe in this fundy religion, and I no longer hold to all these rules. And I was amazed at how many of the opinions that I would give to my younger, more naive religious self had to do with sex. Like, what would I say <laughs> to someone now? I, I would, you know, it used to be, don't ever have sex out of marriage. Wait, wait, wait. True love waits. Purity, 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 you know? And now I look on the other side and I'm like, how in the world did I allow them to cordon off physical intimacy from yeah. the package? Like uh, to 
to what to be surprised it, to not know if you're compatible until you've already signed a supposed lifelong contract and just the entire all the sort of the baggage that comes with sex. And so I know you do a lot of work. You've written sex and God and, and secular sexuality. So, and that's another thing that RFR I think helps to do is, is religion loves to talk love. It loves to talk about love. We love you. We love you. God loves you. God. But if you look under the love language, it really is the language of abuse. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your fault. You're broken. If you have these thoughts, if you have these desires, if you have these inclinations, if you doubt, if you don't take our word for it, if you don't submit to authority, you're broken, you're broken, you're broken. And, you know, to, to be able to look back through the looking glass, if I could try to liberate my younger self, think of all the years I would not have wasted. And I think that's what we want mm -hmm. for people who contact RFR. You know, we, we don't want people wasting their life uh, being oppressed or brainwashed. We want to see mm -hmm. them set free, you know, liberated to enjoy life as it is. You don't, know, people so, spend years, um, we can call it waste because it is, spend years trying to deal with this. And I think that's where we, we really can help people. We can take a 10 or 12 year struggle and help people scrunch it down to one or two years. And they'll be on with their life. They don't have to turn around and regret anything. Now, I'm not saying we're good, we're perfect, and we're not therapists, but sometimes it just needs a little information, Seth. As you, oh, you're a good that. scruncher. I'm just you can scrunch <laughs> it down like nobody else, Carol. <laughs> Professional scruncher. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, let me ask you this: Were you a Limbaugh-loving Christian? Oh yeah, I wrote a whole book about it. It's called Confessions of a Former Fox News Christian. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And I was, I was a straight up, uh, God is a Republican. America <laughs> is the world. Uh, Rush yep. Limbaugh listening, you know, everybody, I othered everybody. They're coming. The immigrants are coming. The Democrats are coming. The socialists are coming. The devil is under every rock. You know, I lived in that culture. So you had a white Jesus. I, my Jesus was very white. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because uh, there have been a lot of studies done and I don't want to make this too political, but there have been a lot of uh, psychological evaluations done of people in their political leanings. And this relates, I think, to Christian nationalism and all the conversations we're having now about our country and elsewhere. But we find trends, certainly exceptions, but the trends in the community that I used to be a part of were we were prone to routine. We were afraid of change. We didn't experiment, whether it's food or sex or anything else. We didn't travel as much. We were more germophobic. We were uh, more responsive to tribal symbols, you know, flags and Bibles and stuff. And um, we were more afraid. And so, you know, a great marketing strategy is to find easily frightened people and scare them. And that's <laughs> what the Rush Limbaugh really the, the Fox News culture has done, this sort of evangelical nationalism that's going on, has othered everybody. I mean, whether you're uh, an immigrant, whether you're gay, whether you're a non-Christian, certainly an atheist or a doubter, uh, you know, it, they've othered people to the point where you just live in fear all the time. Everybody that's is the enemy influenced by the devil. What a tremendously tiny, tragic world that is. And that's another reason we want to see them liberated. Because, you know, once I got introduced to the rest of the world, I realized how much beauty I'd been missing out on. Seth, like, I agree with you so much on that. Because I felt when I became an atheist and later a secular humanist, it broke the, the change from my mind. Because I would constantly... I was one of those people that would yell, all lives matter. Like I was just a total 
conservative jackass. And I was not very sympathetic or empathetic towards other people, but it started with becoming an atheist and challenging my own mind. And slowly but surely those conservative, more political indoctrination started going away. But sexually it's impacted me my entire life because you, you know, you're told for so long that sex is between a man and the woman in the bedroom. So even though you don't believe that anymore, that shit is still in your head. Well, you know, and as Daryl can attest probably, you know, in his writings as much as or more than anybody, you know, if the church owns your sexual identity, they own you. Yeah. Right. So Very if they much. control your sexual identity then they've got the rest of you, because we are sexual creatures. I think it also, you know, it, it ripples out into all of our, every kind of relationship that we have. And, and, you know, now if I, if I look at somebody and I'm like, you're going to live together. Fantastic. You don't want to get married. Fantastic. You want to go hang off the chandelier, knock yourself out. Like, you know, my days of judging people uh, were so narrow and so limiting and so unfulfilling. Really, I mean, it's like, you never really feel that that what I feel now when I can look at somebody else and go live and be free and be happy. Life is short. There is no evidence of a life 2.0. Let's seize the day. Yeah. And, you know, recovering from religion, I think is key because a lot of people are not yet, they don't know that they can give themselves permission to do that. You know, they, they are, they're waiting for the world to give them permission, their parents, their priests, their pastors, the authority. And I'm like, no, no, no. They don't get to tell you who you are. You can give yourself permission to live your life, your way, on your terms, for your reasons, without apology. And RFR is partnering with people worldwide to do that, which is why I, I would love to see people donate to RFR, just ASAP. Yeah, and you can donate. The link is on the bottom of the screen. It's also the description of the YouTube video. We are trying to reach raise $5,000, and we are at 3200 so just eight more to oh, go. Oh, man. People have Fantastic. been incredibly generous. Now, a lot of that came in as a result of the, the hang-up line to the special episode uh, last night where Matt and Daryl were on, and they brought in so much money for this. So it's friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, wanna, I can get look. I can get you Matt's personal checking account. I can find a <laughs> hacker. We can just. I can get you to five thousand. Like I mean, you know, I bet you we'll have some explaining to do later, but we can probably get you there. So. Ethan, uh, I, I would like for people. I, our goal is obviously we're we're here for five thousand dollars. We like to raise that much, but the, but I've told all our volunteers. Our bigger goal isn't the money. Our bigger goal is the awareness that we have some resources. We have lots of volunteers. And right now we could we we could handle more. We're at a point where we can handle more chatters and more callers coming in because we've got a good cadre of, of volunteers trained. So we're trying to raise awareness. Everybody listening to this podcast, I want you to go to the website. I want you to explore what Reco Recover from Religion has Hit, hit the various buttons and see. And if you're interested in volunteering, hit that button and, and register. And, and if you really want to experience what we do, hit the chat button and chat with one of our agents. We literally have extra chat line agents on tonight because we expected people to come in and ask them, you know, what's it like to be on the other side of this chat and what kind of people are you talking to? Because uh, I, I, if your best friend, if, if your neighbor, if your relative needs help, you want to feel confident that they're getting the best help possible when, when they come to recover from religion. And if you're donating, you want to know you're, you're donating to an organization that you can verify and validate is actually 
doing the kind of work they say they're doing. Yeah, there's definitely a need for it. And something that religion is really good at doing is creating a community. And I think a lot of people feel like they're going to lose that if they leave. And I just want you all to know we're here for you. There's a lot of people for you on the other side. So yeah, look at this wonderful community. It's mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, this community has been so supportive over the past year. Like never did I imagine if you told me a year ago, uh, I would be talking to all these people I've been watching on YouTube for years. I would not have believed you. I would have called bullshit, but these, everyone is so supportive and it's surprising how you just ask someone to come on your show and they're like, yeah, of course. Like, it's just awesome. It's refreshing because I came from an industry that was very cutthroat where people, it was always, well, what are you going to give me? Or, oh, okay, are you going to pay me for that or something? Like this community is not like that. They are supportive and they encourage you to, to be yourself and, and, and share your content and just welcome you in with open arms. And it's awesome. I know you guys are on the clock, but uh, yes. if I give me 15 seconds, if, if I had had RFR, I remember back when I was going through my time of critical mass and I couldn't sleep at night. My gut was in a knot. I, I didn't know what my future looked like. What was I going to lose? Will my employers fire me? What's going to happen to all my relationships? Who am I? Like, I don't even know who I was anymore. And I think if only RFR, I, I can imagine, I can see myself at two in the morning, like calling and saying, look, I, I'm not going to give you my name, but I got to talk to somebody or typing into a chat window. Mm -hmm. That resource back then, I, I just can't tell you how valuable it, it, it is. And I just picture there was someone now where I was back in 2007. And, you know, your supporting of RFR means that they do have the number and they do have the chat and they do have the friendly voice and they do have the listening ear and they do have the lifeline. And, you know, it's really about people. And when we frame it like that, I think it makes it all the easier to stand with them and behind them. And we have phone calls. You can real literally directly dial us from Australia, from South Africa, from United Kingdom, anywhere in North America. And you can chat with us from anywhere on the planet if you got a, a, a connection. All right. We, uh, we are a bit over time, but Seth, yeah. in 15 seconds or less, what do you have going on and where can people check you out at? Oh, well, I mean, uh, uh, if you want to know what I do, I host a, a podcast called The Thinking Atheist. I am not The Thinking Atheist. Uh, the Thinking Atheist is an idea that we reject faith and embrace reason, pursue the evidence. You can find it at thethinkingatheist.com or my personal website, sethandrews.com. Awesome. Thank you, Seth, for joining us today. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, Daryl Ray, same to you. 15 seconds or less. What do you got going on? I know this Sunday you're going to be on the Ethan and Jenna Belk show. Well, what do you know? <laughs> Every Sunday we cover mental health. And this Sunday we're covering mental health and recovering from religion. And Daryl Ray will be our guest. It's at yep. 11 Central Time. Yep. But anything else you got going on, Daryl? Uh, no, I just, I'm consumed with the fundraiser right now and, and helping run helping Gail Jordan, our executive director, run the re, uh, Recovering from Religion. So thanks for having us on, and I'll, I'll be happy to answer any questions over the three-hour time period, but I know we're signing off. By the way, one last thing. If you decide you would like to donate $250, send me a screenshot on Facebook, and you will get a one-hour conversation with Dr. Daryl Ray. One-on-one, uh, -on -one, moderated by me, of course, and uh, <laughs> for safety precautions, and a autographed book. So 
If you donate $250, you get an hour with Dr. Ray. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to do this and uh, helping me put this together. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Take care. I would love to vamp for a minute, but we got to bring our next guests on. I know. We're going through these. Oh, I love this. All right. I would first like to welcome the sassy heathen, Mindy. Mindy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited for you and to be here. <laughs> I'm so Hi. proud of you. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm getting tongue twisted in all my words. But uh, also next up, we got uh, Randolph Richardson. Randolph, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you. Hello, hello, Mr. Shelton. It's been a while. How you been? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on here and giving me the opportunity to help with this. Of course. So, recovering from religion, Chris. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, one thing I thought I might throw out there that might be useful for some listeners out there is that recovering from religion isn't just recovering from God. You know, I came from a religion which was Scientology. There is no God in Scientology, but believe me, I have spent the last eight years recovering from that religion. So uh, that's just a point I thought I might make about that because recovering from religion is something that is um, is not just getting over a God figure, it's getting over uh, you know, an extreme heavy control system and abusive authorities and, and control mechanisms and loaded language and so much other crap. And, uh, and it can apply to a lot of folks out there in a lot of situations, not just people who are, who were Christians. Oh yeah, definitely. Do we want uh, to- Richardson, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the, the work that the Recovering From Religion Foundation is doing is fantastic. Uh, I've spoken with some people who've used some of their services and found them to be just immensely helpful in their lives. So I, I, in my opinion, I have a very high opinion of them. They're doing a very good, very good work for all these atheism communities. The, um, uh, it, the thing that we're trying to promote with Canadian atheists is uh, one of the core fundamentals we're promoting is that people are more important than ideas. And atheism is normal because not believing things is the normal default in life. And uh, very often I find that there's a religion that is pushing against these kinds of ideas. And so uh, we're fortunate to be in this time in, in world history in where people can speak out openly about these things and critique ideas and challenge authority who is coming across as arbitrary and whatnot. And uh, although not all countries are on board with this yet, I, my hope is that uh, in this lifetime, I'd like to see it at least double the number of countries who are supporting human rights in a very serious way. Ideally, I'd like to see all countries support it and then people are free anywhere they go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mindy, you wanna add anything to that? I. I love the idea. Like I'm, I'm fairly new to all of this, so I didn't even know that it, uh, it was a fundraiser. It was available. So, one of the things that drew me to church when I started exploring that was the draw of the community there. So, this kind type of program kind of lets people that are searching for that community but don't want the religion know that there's a community out there that you can be a part of. You don't have to be religious to have that atmosphere, to have those people, to have that kind of camaraderie that you get when you go to a church. So for somebody like me that has never really experienced that but went looking for it, it's nice to know that that's there, that's available to somebody like me and that it's available to other people. And then now that I know about it, people that I talk to, I can direct them to it and say, this is what I found. 
try it out. Yeah, if I'm if I might add, I I will certainly say that recovering from I mean, I wish I had found recovering from religion as an organization much earlier in my in my coming out experience because uh, uh, it would have been very very helpful and I and it's and it's this kind of group that has you know volunteers who has people who can listen when you need to be listened to you know who I think we're going to see a lot more need for that because a lot of the extremism and a lot of the, the nonsense that we're seeing coming out of the evangelical communities right now that's dominating the political discourse is, is a desperation move because they see the writing on the wall, if I, if I may be so bold, mm -hmm. right? That, re, that secularism is on the rise and religion oh, and belief is on the downslide. And that's not just in the United States. And I think it's a direct correlation. I personally believe it's a direct correlation to availability to information across the internet. And, you know, generations coming up not under these authority authoritarian structures. So I think that's a good thing. And I think RFR is in exactly the right place and needs to be supported for exactly these reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brian, you muted yourself, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, secularism also isn't a new concept. It's just newly popular. It's it's been around for a very long time. Um, it's uh, it, but it's it's really good to see it catching on with popularity because it is very often normally coupled with uh, uh, with defense of human rights. Uh, here in Canada, it's built right into our constitution that people's human rights are protected. Everybody's equal under the law, has equal benefits to the law. We have freedom of expression, freedom of thought, uh, freedom of thought, freedom of um, association and freedom of conscience and whatnot, freedom of religion, it's all there. So um, it's, although we're not perfect, we still have people who push against it here. Uh, even with the Canadian atheists, we find that we're getting uh, questions from people on how they can get out of the dangerous switch situations uh, like the ones that Seth Andrews referred to earlier. And uh, I don't think we're nearly as busy as, uh, uh, I wouldn't even want to dare to compare how busy uh, uh, Daryl Ray is with the uh, w with his organization, but uh, recovering from religion. But, um, you know, we're uh, very happy to, uh, I probably should talk with him and see if there's some way that we can work together on, on getting people hooked up with them. Absolutely. And he's saying here in the chat, I want to uh, add for Dr. Daryl Ray, we not only listen and provide help, healing and support, but we also help people find secular evidence-based therapists at seculartherapy.org. So if you that's something that anyone needs, there you go. In fact, I just directed somebody a few days ago to uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation and because uh, they, they weren't, they're indicating they weren't feeling uh, very good about their life. And so I, I gave them the, the phone number and a link to the website. And I, I hope they've contacted them. And uh, I understand with privacy that uh, uh, Daryl's organization, Freedom From Religion, would not be able to provide any updates because of privacy. But uh, I would expect that that's the way it's going to work anyway. But, uh, you know, just trying to direct people there, I think, is good. If, if, if somebody noticed somebody's uh, struggling and needs some help, needs someone to talk to, uh, just, they'd probably be a really good bet. Just to clarify, this is the recovering from religion is, is the organization. Uh, Freedom from Religion is another excellent organization in the U.S. that... Uh, uh, Did I say that wrong? I apologize. Yeah, well, it, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, I'm not going to get hung up on it. Uh, just 
want no, to make sure that people it's out fine. there understand. I want it to be correct. Thank you. Yeah. But hey, that just goes to show that there's lots of resource out there. Yeah. Yes. And these, again, that's another great uh, organization, but not the one we're we're, uh, <laughs> we're pointing to today. So uh, yeah. Another what time. One of the things that we're finding um, with the work we do here in Canada is that uh, quite a lot of people feel quite relieved to just be free to not have to prove that they have a position or anything. They're just not leaving and they're just, everything's just clear and free and it's so easy. It takes a heck of a lot of stress off their life. And the only thing they're left with is people telling them what they should do. And But now it kind of gives them a newfound freedom to be able to say, no, I don't have to take orders from you. I am my own person. I decide for myself. Right. There's so many charities and support groups that are tied to religion. So it's nice to have a resource that you can go to to find what you're looking for without having to deal with the religion aspect of it. Like if you want therapy, if you need support group for anything, you know, you can go and you can look for it because those are available. Because a lot of times, in the past, you've gone searching for it, but somehow, like even like things like Alcoholics Anonymous and things like that have some type of religion tied to it. I didn't even know that there was an addiction-based, you know, support group that was secular until I started doing YouTube videos. So, I mean, it's, it's a great resource to, to reach out to people that want to find those kinds of things. And we are getting even closer to our goal. We're at just uh, almost $3,200. So $1,800 more to go. Thank we God. Can do Thank this. you, everyone. That's a lot of Awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. fantastic. So uh, Chris Shelton, real quick, yeah. like a minute or less, tell us about your channel and where people can check you out. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Chris Shelton is my name and that is my YouTube channel. Uh, critical thinking is what I like to talk about uh, along with cults, destructive cults, especially of course, Scientology, many, many other groups uh, and discussions with, um, you know, therapists, former members of other, of other groups and stuff and uh, psychology, sociology, neuroscience, all of it's covered on my channel. He does late night Q and A too. Like when there's nobody else streaming late at night, he's on streaming these Q and A sessions. It's really cool. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, Q and A show, podcasts. Uh, it's all. Uh, it's uh, and then clips every day of uh, of earlier work. So you can always find video of me somewhere on the internet. <laughs> I'm always lurking about somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you were on my other channel. We talked a little politics before too. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, anyways, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and join us today. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity, and I hope it helps. Um, it's it's this is really important, and people really do need this help out there. So I hope folks will support this this effort. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Randolph, a minute or less. Tell us your channel and where people can check you out at. Invite well, your organization. Uh, yeah, organization. Uh, the Canadian Atheists is a nationwide organization here in Canada that I founded in about 2014. And we are pushing to normalize atheism in society and uh, to counter vilification efforts by those who, for whatever reason, don't approve of atheists. Uh, it isn't a huge battle here, but it's not a small one either. It does persist, unfortunately. So we are working on that. And you can find out more about the Canadian Atheists at www.canadianatheists.ca 
or if you want to find out more about me personally, my personal website is at www.randolphrichardson.com. And remember that Randolph is spelled R-A-N-D-O-L-F. Thank you very much for organizing this fundraiser, Ethan, and for bringing me into this. I, I greatly appreciate it. It's It's been a pleasant talking with all of you. Thank you for joining us, Randolph. Have a good one. The rest of the time's all yours, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on my YouTube channel this, under the same name, The Sassy Heathen. Um, I'm also on Twitter and I'm on Twitch, same name. I mean, not too creative there. <laughs> um, but I basically, I talk, you know, religious issues that I've dealt with on my channel, as well as some politics. I kind of dabble in there. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything big coming up, but I'm trying to stream at least once a week. So you can check me out there. And Ethan, thank you so much for including me. I, I You started about a month before I did on YouTube and I've just watched you grow so much. And it's just been so much fun to be able to, to work with you and have worked with you from the beginning and kind of go along. And we've done like some round tables and stuff together that have been really informative and stuff. So I mean, keep going. You've got some momentum here and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Mindy. I hope you have a good day. You too. Bye, Mindy. We got to keep power. power you, don't even, you don't even need us, Ethan. You're doing great. I, well, <laughs> I know, Hannah, I need more of your rainbow bar so people can see our fun. I mean, I mean everyone's doing such a good job and ha I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't want to just turn into like an echo chamber, but everyone's just fantastic. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tell <laughs> how awesome they are. I know. For those who don't know, Brian, aka Brainbug, is a rotating co-host on uh, our weekly call-in show. So every Tuesday, we have a show called The Perspective, where we tackle supernatural claims, belief in aliens, and conspiracy theories. And Brian is one of the co-hosts. And then Hannah is my co-host of The Pickup Line on Thursdays, where we do like sex, relationships, dating, Consider it your breakaway from atheism. Content. We don't do sex. We talk about sex. Oh, yeah, we, we don't have sex. <laughs> well, we, we talk about our sex lives. It's not that kind of show. show. We do. We Actually, are it's a little bit of a TMA show. T TMI show. TMA. Well, I don't know what that is. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> anything starting with an A. All right. You ready to bring on our next guests? Mm -hmm. First, I'd like to welcome Lucas from Catalyzing Faith. Lucas, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Thanks for being here. Thanks Hi, for having me. And next up, this man needs no introduction. <laughs> oh, oh, my word. Stop. Of the Kalam, Dean, <laughs> the apologist, Meadows. Oh, Dean. what's going on, guys? It's good to be here. Thanks for coming, Dean. And, and Ethan, just, I love the over-the-top introduction every time, all the time. Thanks. So Solid. those that don't know, Dean was actually a little bit scared to do a debate against me one day. <laughs> oh, my oh. word. Oh, my <laughs> word. So I challenged him to a debate while I was on psychedelics. And he is like, if I lose to a man on mushrooms, that wouldn't be good. So <laughs> it'd be bad. Wow. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I could do that. The, the first thing that should be noted is that Ethan was completely incoherent in what he that was That is saying. actually not true. I was <laughs> I would have ran through you know, the It was true. I, I was telling that Ethan as well. Like, that was I'm like, true. I'm like, Ethan, it's like 11 o'clock at night. You don't want to do this. And he's like, 
he's just like, I can just kind of picture him in the message as he types in big bold caps. He's like, bring it, bring it. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> and it is people, right. I mean, it would, keep in mind that, it would be horrible. Keep in mind the atheist and Dean's head have forked tongues and horns, right? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> So keep in mind that the atheists have forked tongues and horns, right? <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say that. But he, I could just – he was totally um, – I, I guess it, it, it was just like the um, high school jock that was coming out in, in – Oh, Eastern yeah. With, with that one, like, bring it. <laughs> so for those don't, that don't know, why I have this big variety of guests is I was trying to do a mix of people that have appeared on my channel – over the course of a year and also bring on other guests. And there were many other people I wanted to invite. In fact, I even sent some additional invites out, but then I had realized I looked at the time slots. I'm like, I, with three hours, I can't fit any more people. So if you weren't invited, it's absolutely nothing personal. I genuinely could not fit any more people. But next year, if, if Dr. Ray will have us back, I plan on doing this again. Uh, yes, you can mark my words, and hopefully we'll do a four or five hour event with even more. Twenty four hour live stream. Where <laughs> oh, Ethan will not sleep, and Ethan I, will I be would, psychedelic I, I would, the whole time. I would support that <laughs> only if Ethan is on the whole twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. He can do it. <laughs> I don't see that. that. And um, then after the twenty four hours, he can debate Dean. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not just not fair. I, I could take Dean and the Kalan in my sleep. No comment. <laughs> in other words, only in your dreams, Ethan. Fair, fair enough. Uh, for those who don't know, Lucas was on one of the first people I debated, and I'm putting debate in. It was a discussion. That's what I mean. And it's, I, I he was one of the people where I quickly learned I did not know enough to debate because we were debating science and God. And while we couldn't find points of agreement, there was a lot where I'm just like, dude, debating, totally not my thing. Like I, I am not good at this. It's an art. Uh, it, but you it, are you are a great moderator though. And for those that that don't know, it it's very easy to do it in the chat and pick out people's mistakes. You're like, oh, I would have said this, I would have said this. But once you're actually on screen, it's a whole different ball game. You you don't have access to the same information. It, it's not as easy. You can, you know, especially with people like Dean and Lucas, I, if I slip up, I'm done. Like I have to watch every word that comes out of my mouth or it's over. Yeah. Well, it seems like you've grown a little bit. I don't mean, I don't know if you need to do a redemption stream or something like that with Lucas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Brian's in God, huh? I'll, you know, that, oh, Brian, that would be a good one. You and Lucas, you're the side third. I would, I would pay for the, I'd pay that price of admission. Yeah. Oh, price of admission. How Honestly, much of that do I, I get to keep? Uh, well, it's free ninety free, and so you get a hundred percent of the cut. Ooh, wow! You're gonna free stiff Brian like that? Huh? Hundred percent goes to me. Well, yeah, Brian didn't. Brian, uh, Brian didn't ask how much he got of it. So. Yeah, I. I, 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 I like free 90 free. That sounds fine. By <laughs> Wait, who has, someone has like background noise. Someone's talking in the background. I, I kind of hear it too. Like uh, maybe a, the stream's going maybe in the background. It's not I. It's gone. Nope. Uh, nope. I am in uh, Alabama, just south of Birmingham. Someone's Alabama. in Alabama. 
Yeah. Intercepting something on our stream right now. But that's okay. Oh no. It's a conspiracy. My where is that coming from? That's really interesting. Oh, it's coming from Dean. Dean. What? It's oh. coming from you. <laughs> I just had to mute you. And uh, about Be two seconds. I'm actually on a stream real quick. I need complete silence and then we'll get back to class. Okay. <laughs> Take about. Okay. I'm going to mute minutes. right now. I don't know what he's doing. He didn't set aside his time slot properly. Ooh. Goodness gracious. Well, anyway, if you'd like to donate to uh, uh, recovering from religion, uh, we got links in the, what is it, in the description? <laughs> yes, we have the link in the description. We're trying to get to our $3,000. Um, Lucas, if you could, tell us a little bit about your channel. Yeah, so my channel is called Catalyzing Faith. It started it sometime halfway through the year, last year, I think. And I am currently working through some issues with editing software. But I, for now, have been posting some quick videos on answering some common objections to Christianity and giving my perspective on some topics. My main focus personally is science and faith. That's my background. I have degrees in physics and astrophysics and then a graduate degree studying science and faith. So my main purpose is to try and get people to see how science and faith are not at odds with one another and how they can actually work together. Now, as soon as I get my tech figured out, and that includes routing ethernet to my main office instead of just in my family room, then I plan to start hosting interviews with some scientists that I know who are practicing Christians about their experience as a Christian working in the science community. And that's something I would like to have people have more exposure to. You know, and that's where, so Lucas, not to like toot your horn a little bit too much, but <laughs> it's times like these while I, I'll get frustrated with some people when they try and equate a belief in religion to to intelligence. And it, it, it's not because you are one of the smartest people I know. But but I just think you never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but he just thinks you're wrong. <laughs> well, he just I, thinks I, you're dumb, man. He just thinks I, you're dumb. No, no, no. Uh, but, you know, I think Dean and Lucas, we could hone those critical thinking skills just, just a little bit. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> Ethan. You need to mute yourself right now. That's fine. All right. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you. No, it's okay. Dean I've heard, I've heard much worse. Stuff. Do what? You need to plug your stuff, right? What do you got going on? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, I'm the executive director of The Daily Apologist, which is 501c3. We've got uh, social media channels. And essentially what we do is we work in social media um, and we provide seminars for uh, congregations uh, with regards to uh, reasons why you should believe in uh, Christianity. So that's essentially what we do. And I'm a frequent guest on Ethan's channel. Uh, I always have enjoyed it because Ethan is um, – He's fair, he's he's balanced, and he's just a really good moderator, a good person to be around. Oh, thank you. And you know, Dean, Lucas, I plan to wear you guys down with time. Don't don't worry. I'm playing 
playing the long game. I'm going to chip away at you just a little bit every day or every year. You've um, only made my faith grow stronger, Ethan. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> play, play hard. Well, uh, Dean, Lucas, I really appreciate you you both coming on to 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 join the fight and raise as much money as possible for recovering from religion. It's it's awesome that you guys were willing to join. Thanks well, for having uh, us. Thanks. Thanks, guys. And um, I look forward to future conversations with all of you about uh, science and faith and Christianity. I, I look forward to them, Likewise. too. And I look forward to taking down the Kalam again. Have a good one, Not Dean. Again, you didn't take it down the first time. <laughs> In his dreams, he means. In his dreams. Fair enough. In my dreams, I do take out Dean all the time. I don't know what psychedelics you're using, but pass them this way. <laughs> all right. My thanks, guys. Sorry. One last question for you both. If I have an, an a, a psychedelic experience where <laughs> I, I see God, would you trust that or consider it reliable? I don't think it's necessarily us if we would trust and consider it reliable. I think it would be would you trust it and consider it reliable? I, I know, but I'm asking you, would you guys consider it reliable? On the surface, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Give me something okay. to chew on. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think you've asked me this question before, Ethan. And my answer hasn't really changed. I think someone's personal religious experience can be pretty good reason, a pretty good reason for them to believe something, barring any other defeaters, if you will. So, I don't know if I would think your experience would be enough to convince anyone else. I don't think. If I was somebody else, I would be convinced by you having that experience. However, I wouldn't think it would be unreasonable for you based on you knowing what you experienced. Would Would you think it'd be convincing enough? I think you know my answer to that. No, I would never consider any psychedelic experience. Sorry, I can't say never, but I don't see a reason why I would think a psychedelic experience can get you to God when we have no reason to think it's those reactions or things I'm seeing is anything outside of my own brain. Um, but yeah. anyways, Dean Lucas, gotcha. thank you so much for coming on. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye guys. And this is why I have a show about sex, love and relationships. My eyes are like, Aah. that's why I'm waiting for your rainbow barf. Hannah. Come on. <laughs> no man. All I'm thinking is like, and 745, we gotta go. <laughs> so many guests. Oh my gosh. No, I love that you had a balance. You're you're having a balance of guests on because something that I, I I've talked to some people who are discouraged from getting other ideas thrown at them and questioning their ideas, and I always love hearing the other side. I agree. Yeah. I There's nothing wrong with it, and then truth with the something that Holy Coolid always says: truth will withstand scrutiny. So don't ever be That's afraid true. to question your beliefs, whether you are an atheist or Christian or anything else. No, and I see to me personally, I think if your if your beliefs can't stand up to questioning, then you shouldn't have them. Like you should be able to challenge yourself all the time. But ready to get our next guest on? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. Returning. Hey, atheist pastor. Hey. Thanks Good day, everyone. Chris. Good afternoon from Australia. How are we all? I'm doing Hello. all right. <laughs> all right. And then we also got Chris Mallard, the daily atheist. Chris, how are you? You're muted. Might be muted. Hey, Chris. <clears throat> All right. While he figures that out, I'll bring on Dan. Dan. Hey. 
Josh podcast. How are you? Am I, am I muted? No, no, you're not. No. Okay, good. Okay. I wanted to get, okay. So I was really, really excited to be here and I wanted to get a like party favor, like horn, like blowing thing and get like a hat and everything for the whole anniversary deal and have it be real colorful for Ethan. Cause well, you know, it's Ethan. Um, but, yeah. Love your shirts, dude, by the way, every time you got the coolest tie dye shirts, but we packed them up with all the Christmas stuff because it was all New Year's stuff and it's all up in the attic. So I'm oh, sorry. No. I know I was kind of bummed. I was like, where is it? I, I had the genius idea, like literally 20 minutes before I got on. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't want to get up and <laughs> bury For through the, that, you know, that don't know. Dan is like my ADHD Christian brethren. That's true. Uh, it's <laughs> true, dude. For real. Yes. ADD moments. Like there's solidarity there. There's yep. the fact that we both started a podcast with the intention of being willing to engage in difficult conversations with people who think differently than one another and do it respectfully in a way that shows you can actually disagree and still get along. Right. Right. Like, hang, hang on a second. Are you saying that what? people can have a difference of opinion and be civil to each other? No, definitely <laughs> not atheist pastor. Uh -oh. How could you say oh, good, that? Good. No, I was about no. to cancel you straight away. <laughs> we think this is Twitter. Right. Yeah. No, but that was, I mean, that was the whole point of, of my show when I started mine was I was really just getting freaking tired of seeing all of these douchebag Christians who are incredibly intolerant and not willing to take a minute to listen uh, and wrestle with genuinely, you know, important cultural related questions and how we're engaging with culture um, and take a position that's just listening. Um so that's why I started the show. And then a mutual friend of mine and Ethan's, and you're going to be meeting him later. Well, that's I got to make sure next audio. Sorry. Yes, Chris. Chris, can we hear you? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yes. There we go. Hey. No problem. Yes. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, as so. when I was waiting, I, I twisted my mic around, and when I did, it unplugged it. Sorry, guys. No, it's Good to see you, around, that's, 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 the old, that's the old thing. Is it plugged in? That's the first thing you always check. Right, right. Well, you know, we were in the other group and it was working. It was just while we were sitting here waiting, I moved my mic. And when I did, it, just because, <laughs> man, you know, I haven't <laughs> streamed in weeks. So, really? Yeah. A little I rusty. I haven't streamed since the first of the year. Yeah. Chris yeah. has been taking a bit of a break, but uh, yeah. For those who don't Sorry, know. Dan. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Carry no, on, you're man. good. I the, the ADD in me just keeps talking and filling in dead space relentlessly, which makes me an awful guest a lot of the time. But I'll shut up now. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, Chris Mallard was actually the first person to give me a shot on his channel. And I, I remember <laughs> the day after I did a show with you, you sent me a message. You're like, how would you like to co-host every week? And Chris, I was like, oh, my God. Like. He wants me as a co-host every week. Like that was one of like my first where I felt like, oh my God, I'm kind of making it. People actually want to talk to me. Like, <laughs> so Chris, I really appreciate the fact that you were willing to to give me a chance and put me on screen. Glad to hear. It. Thank you. I'm thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh Chris helped me. Uh he he did the same thing for me. He was one of the first people to get me on stream get me over the fear of being a streamer, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push the uh, awkwardness over to Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so does that, does that, I'll, does I'll that make me like, kind of like Ethan's, I'll give it does to, that make me like Ethan's grandparent in that sense? <laughs> or I mean, how, how does that connection work? Well, you, maybe, you know, maybe, 
Do I, do I have to get you like a, a first birthday present now or? No, that would be weird. This is becoming a really you know odd family reunion of some sort. But, but, right. but, but, see, but see, this is this is the good thing, I guess, about what a lot of people do. And, and I mean, there's a variety mm. of different opinions within the atheist online community and, and different thoughts and, you know, people mm. who, you know, you wouldn't think would normally agree. But what we all do is we all understand that the best thing we can do is help each other get our voice or our collective voices out there um, because there's people who, for instance, that might like Chris but mightn't like me um, or, yeah, or vice versa, you know, mightn't like Ethan but might like me, which is actually, no, scrap that, everyone likes Ethan. But... Um, <laughs> But I, and I think that it's, it's one thing. It's one thing that's actually really good within the community is is how there are so many people who are prepared and happy to to help other people get their voice out there, and I guess get the the greater collective message out there as well. And, mm. and you know, there was there was people who helped me when when I first started, and you know, and and so on. Those people before them, and it's 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 like the circle of atheist life. There you go. You know, before we get too far, I just want to, you know, point out this fundraiser kind of thing. If you don't mind out there and you're watching, throw us some money to the donate, donate some money to the thing at the place for the people. Yes. Don't forget to, that's what we're here for yeah. is the fundraiser. So let's raise Absolutely. Some right down there. Yeah. Yes. Down there. Do the thing at the place. I okay, want that description to do the thing at the place for the people. That's hilarious. That's I'm Mallory the thing at the place for the people. Very nice. If yeah. you if you watch the Daily Atheist, you, yeah, it, it just it just rolls right off you now. Yeah, it's one of my <laughs> one of my isms. Okay, so I, I did the Daily Atheist morning show, uh, atheist stuff. I do liberal stuff. I'm a liberal nutbag. So I took a break <laughs> from the live streaming. Really, I am. Yeah, I took a break from the live streaming. Now I've, I'm kind of just chilling. I'm dropping uh, liberal videos like recorded videos once a week i'm thinking i'll probably bring the damn show back in the future i've still got the channel open still got everything there but right now i'm, I'm taking a break if i do kick it off again i'm gonna re uh reformat some stuff and change things up and stuff like that but i need a break we all need a break. break that's okay yeah, yeah. I, you know so. i'm not a big fan of breaks like <laughs> i never I, take breaks yeah, I don't. I, for yeah. those who don't know, I have a regular full-time job, and then I do this full-time. And I typically like produce, although I do have producers tonight, which is awesome. They have been so helpful. Uh, Cynthia McDonald, awesome. Nate, they are managing the green room. So they, uh, they're aggregating the guests, testing their audio and video. And then sending them into this stream where I handled this side of it. So I, <laughs> if the I audio can, holds up, right? I <laughs> can definitely understand having one or needing an off season when you're producing, writing, and starring in your own show every morning for an hour. I I, I get it, man. You need an off season. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Chris. I, you know, I've thought about I could probably do once a week now, but that every morning kind of thing was really rough, you know, yeah. kind of it's like a job. It has been for me such a rewarding experience, like mm. particularly like doing the show with Jenna Belk every Sunday on mental health like that. Like I have gotten to open up about so so many traumas I didn't realize I had and learned so much about mental health <laughs> and the messages that we get that people we've helped. It's just like that is so fucking worth it. It's such a good feeling knowing that like for once in my life, I'm actually making a difference in other people's lives in a positive way. And that's why I love doing this. And it's once you get that one nice message and it's 
it just gives you all the energy you need to keep going for, for at least for me. That's what it's about, dude. I have a question that kind of relates to the, to the time block that we're in here, which is apologetics. Cause I know both uh, atheist pastor and uh, Chris Mallard both have experienced debating against apologetics. So do, do you all plan to be doing that in the future? Go ahead, Chris. I'll let you go. I don't first. know, Dan, okay. but I'm, I'm assuming you do you do apologetics on your You're end. You're assuming I do apologetics? I guess, and I don't know. No, definitely not. Okay. I don't okay. know why I'm here. I, like, <laughs> I really don't. Um, no, like, I mean, Ethan, help me out here. Would you say I'm an apologist? Well, I mean, I you've listened to my show. I've come onto the program a number of times. I don't know that I'd go so far as to say I'm an apologist. I guess if we're saying, like, just apologists as in defending your position, maybe but traditional christian apologists no because your your podcast dear christians is centered around the idea of getting through to christians who are what not doing christianity right there you go that's the phrase yeah that's the one that um that we came up first time i was on the show actually that came up at one point and it's kind of stuck so we can blame you for that catchphrase (laughs) unfortunately and dan you're one of the most liberal Christians. I actually, I think you are the most liberal Christian I know. Wow, that's Maybe okay. Why? I'll uh, actually, actually that, that that could that could be an interesting conversation. A liberal Christian and a conservative <laughs> atheist. That would yeah. be a yeah. mind blowingly oh, yeah, interesting conversation right there. That would mm, be very that would be a very interesting. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm seeing another episode in our near future here. Um, <laughs> now, or you can come on and we could talk about crazy politics if you want to and deliver a message oh, it, to all the christians it, out there but yeah in, in america in america you definitely do crazy politics also nah. that's, that's, that's a side note that's a side note if if anybody was going for the grand prize of crazy politics oh. we're yeah, we all yeah. the way for sure oh so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> america america wins that one absolutely big time big time <laughs> we're number one <laughs> Atheist Pastor, in a minute or less, tell us about your channel and where people can find you at. Sure. So um, my channel, it's a very simple one. It's called Atheist Pastor. So youtube.com forward slash Atheist Pastor, you'll find me. So we do a little bit of everything. Um, on the, the idea behind the channel is we want to create a safe space for non-believers of all beliefs. So we don't care what your politics are, um, you know, where you live, what your background is, uh, if you think a rock is an atheist or not. We, we don't care. We, we want to create a space for, for everyone to, to come. So we do uh, Friday night six-pack and uh, we also do now Wednesday night six-pack, which is Wednesday night for America. So it's my Thursday. Um but what that is, that the theory behind Six Pack is uh, when you go to a pub, you have a couple of drinks and you solve all the problems of the world while having a couple of beers sitting around the table having a chat. That's what we're trying to do, but um, in an atheist kind of way. Um, I do have some debates coming up. We actually hosted our first debate, which was actually on the um, whether the death penalty should be banned last week. Uh, I do a podcast and interviews. Um, that was a really good one. Actually, it was Ed who spent 12 years in jail. Um, and Jay, who's a Buddhist, and Jay, the Buddhist, was saying yes to the death penalty, and Ed was saying no. So it was a really wow. probably one of the Those are the kind of conversations oh. I love to oh, watch. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Amazing, amazing That's conversation. It was, I, I was I was lucky to to be able to moderate that one. Um, <laughs> I do I do interviews, um, so it's you know I, I like <laughs> to find interesting people and people who I disagree with. Um, and have conversations with them. And we've just started a, a new program called Sexy Bible, where we find the sexiest parts of the Bible and get people to read them in a sexy voice. 
That's Ooh. amazing. You need Hannah that's to do that. Right up my alley, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm assuming you're spending a lot of time in Song of Solomon, probably. There's a lot of juicy yeah. stuff in there, for sure. The, the, the first chapter was the first episode. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, there's, there's some Ezekiel. There's some. There's a little bit of everything we've got. Yeah, there. Actually, there's Corinthians, a lot in there, some, there, for sure. There's some sexy stuff in Corinthians, let me tell you. So we're... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're finding we're finding every every time we think we've, we've maxed out the episodes, it's um we, we find more. That's awesome. More Is that cake. like uh the Sorry, grandma's I, chocolate uh, chip cookie? Right. I apologize. Um no go ahead, Ethan. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time to join the fun race. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Dan, in a minute or less about your channel. Minute or less, for sure. Um, well, 30 seconds. Enough, 30 actually. seconds. I was going to say, that's generous. A minute. Good Lord. Um, I have a podcast. It's called the Dear Christians Podcast. We just started season two, episode one of season two. We talk about a very fitting conversation, um, the trauma and spiritual abuse that happens uh, within Christianity uh, and how Christians can deal with it and process it and grow from it and recover from it. Um, so one of the major reasons why I was all about joining you here on this program. Um, and then my next episode came out today and it's Ooh. Ethan. Yes. On the show. We talked Finally. about, yeah, it released like, today. I know like, we did that interview like six months ago. Forever ago. <laughs> I know my ADD was going nuts with all kinds of other stuff. And I kind of took the year of 2020 off from that show for a while but i'm excited because this episode was fantastic we talk about how not to talk to an atheist it's really good so. thank you so much dan i yep. appreciate good to meet you dan you too bye-bye all right chris what about you what's going on i love watching you work that clock you know you're like a minute there's seven minutes later and you're sitting there going <laughs> I just love watching All right, now we get out. run the show. All right, so here's my deal. I, I, I still have the Daily Atheist Morning Show. I might take it up. If you want to just subscribe to it, go to youtube.com slash the damn show. Subscribe. If I take it back up, I'll do it. I might not. I'm still doing the liberal nutbaggery. I drop short videos over there, anti-Trump, anti-stuff. It's uh, youtube.com slash the Chris Mallard Show. Awesome. Pretty Chris. easy. I got a bad list. Oh, oh, and for the people who like the sci-fi, I added a horgon to my bat list. So if, if you know what that horgon to my bat list. So that's it. Under a minute. Done. Awesome, Thank, you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We've got people all over the world. Chris yeah. was just as giddy as me tonight. That was awesome. Round up, huh? Yeah. Really quick, Dr. Daryl Ray says, we have a very rapidly growing presence in Australia. Our newest RFR board member, Sherry D'Souza, lives in Sydney. Okay, we're at $3,300. We only need $1,700. Oh, come on. We got two hours and we need $1,700. bucks. we have got some idea. awesome guests coming, though. So awesome. Y'all, you ain't seen nothing yet. We got the best is yet to come. Let's... uh. All right. Well, I'd like to bring on our our next guest first, starting with uh, Mr. Rick Lockhart. Rick, how what? Wait, what's with the mask? Listen, I just had to be safe. You know, you just don't know sometimes how this internet works. So I just wanted to make sure I was. I was <laughs> we appreciate you, know. you looking out for us. Exactly. It's all about safety here. There Absolutely. we go. Yeah. Exactly. Hey guys, how are you? 
Hey. Uh, and then also one of my favorite people, Holly. How are you, baby? I'm so hey. You guys are awesome. Hi, Holly. Hi. You remind me of an actress and it's bothering me who I can't think of it, who it is. It's bugging me. Hmm. But when I think of it, I'll let you know. Hey, Holly. You're gone. For those of you who don't know, I have filled Holly's shoes in a way with, with Ethan's counterpart, with the whole sex, love, and relationship side of things. Um, Holly and Ethan had a show similar called Table for Two, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, and so... I was intimidated, and I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, I just want to say I'm so uh, grateful to be on with Holly because, like, I think we both had a chance to explore whatever side of Ethan we had. And I don't mean that in the way that Table for Two was actually <laughs> on. I just mean that we had a good time in two separate capa capacities. And Holly, it's really great to, to, to see you and be on with you. It's good to well, see you. I'm so glad to be on here. It's been a while that I've been um, on this sort of platform on camera. <laughs> I have missed you on camera, Holly. I know, Ethan, I missed you. I missed your shirts. I really, I really did. Do you know, so Holly has always loved my shirts, but I actually went out with someone one time and she's like, yeah, I don't like the shirt. That's kind of like, that's the deal breaker for me. And I'm like, okay, well, the shirts are me. No, she's got to go. That's why it didn't work. Yeah. That's your personality right there, right? Wearing it right on. She's not the one. Yeah. Which I don't believe in the yeah. one. I don't like her, Ethan. I don't like her. You don't need that kind of negativity. That's right. <laughs> Holly, we have always shared our candid dated dating stories. And I hear you have a story you want to share. <laughs> I always Whoa. have stories. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been on in a while, so like, I haven't been doing that much dating. Um, I, I did go out with a guy um, a couple months ago, and you want to talk about avoiding red flags and not seeing them? Like, it was waving in front of my face, and I'm just like, what? I don't see anything, you know? And it just. We went out one time and he's like, can I take you on vacation? Like, I want to take you somewhere. And it's like, that's you know, that, again, I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's just being nice and sweet. And and then it started to be a little more aggressive and he'd send me love songs and, and, and all this kind of jazz. And I had to let him go. I, you know, I just, I can't like, to me, that's a little excessive when you meet someone for two hours and then you want to take them on vacation and you're sending them love songs. Like, wait a minute, didn't we do that in the nineties though? Like, didn't people get love songs on like cassette like, tapes? Say the anything. 90s? The radio. Is it a say anything? The eighties movie. Right. No, mm, no, I think, no, I think that was a uh, breakfast club. No, that no. was say anything. Crap. You can right. Google it. I think I'm right. Jo you John, can yeah. John Cusack. John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack yeah. So, that was in the 80s, yeah. Yes. Anyone that's under 30 may not know what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it's so, you know, there's that. And then, so I have a theory that I need to share. And this might be completely off. This is just my experience, okay? Any women out there, maybe they can vouch for what I'm saying. I feel like there's guys, like, they'll show how much they like you. They'll go out of their way and give all this effort. And then if you like kind of not ignore it, but you kind of, eh, eh, you know, like you're not interested, it's like a moth to a flame. And then the moment you start to 
like reciprocate and say, oh, I, I kind of do like you. Then they're like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, you know? in my experience, that's been a thing. Like, definitely when I was younger, but I feel like some people like the challenge. They like to prove that they can they can conquer, and then once they have, they're like, "All right, on to the next quest." Exactly, and that's what it is. It's a quest. It's a chase, and I feel like, oh, you know, she likes me, so I I, I got I, you know, I made the goal. Bye. It's, it's no longer like thrilling. It's no longer exciting. So. So that was my experience. But the ones that I told Ethan about, Ethan actually met this person, by the way. Oh, my. Wait, um, wait what are we talking about? Because <laughs> I've met a couple. So this is the recent one. The last time I saw you was, what, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Oh, and yes. everybody tells me, stay away from online dating because there's crazy people out there. But um, that's not always the case. Sometimes these people lurk in bars. And um, so I was with good old Ethan over there. This guy, do you remember me talking to you and this guy, like, he's like, what do you want to drink? Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember that. So like, he buys me a drink, whatever. And somehow I gave him my number. I don't remember. <laughs> I must have been, you know, a little knee deep in liquor because I really don't remember. And so anyways, he called, texts me the next day. And again, he's another one. I really, really like you when you walked in. I got this like feeling inside and I just can't seem to stop thinking about you. And so anyways, not, I know this is irrelevant, but this sort of happened. You guys, you guys hear about the story making headlines about that. Uh, the chief of police that had like two wives and all these girlfriends. Do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't hear about that. No. So for those who don't know, I think it was in our area. There was a, a police officer who. No, it was in Texas. Or Texas. Okay. Oh, had a, um, <laughs> had a wife. I just moved here. And several girlfriends, like multiple hidden lives. So, oh. sorry, go ahead, Holly. Oh no, I was just saying, I'm kind of like, I'm going through that. He was, it was not that it matters that he's a police officer, but I'm just saying it was weird that this guy is a police officer and he had multiple wives. I feel like this guy, he first of all, he is married, and he lives with his wife, and he has his, but his wife has a boyfriend. Did you get all that? Yes. With yeah. So, yeah. So he's like, no, it's totally fine. Like, she has a boyfriend. Like, I could, we can totally hang out. And I'm like, I'm going to say no. I don't need some woman pounding on my door at midnight. Like, what are you doing? I'm talking to my husband, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you two really hit it off and then it turns out he's Polly and that vibes with what you, your values, and right. maybe it could be something. But, I mean, to be honest, just from what you described and the intensity from the get-go, I think that this might uh, turn into a dramatic situation if you proceed. <laughs> I don't, he, you know, I didn't hear anything about Polly or um, any type of that. It was, it was just a messed up situation. And then he's like, I'm driving past your house. Hi. Oh, that's creepy. But he doesn't know where I live. Or at least I, I didn't tell him where I live though. <laughs> oh my gosh. He goes, I'm waving to you. Oh. So, on the pickup line, Holly. The hell is that? Uh, yeah, you should call into the pickup line, Holly. Um, I gotta get to Rick in a moment, but real quick, uh, I so I am paranoid about who I let come to 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 my house. Like I am very iffy about like anyone because I don't want it either with my nephew and my brother, and I don't want anyone near my nephew. Well, I, I made an exception when my my nephew was away, and this person is a little too clingy for me. 
and is already like won't stop. I told you about this, Holly. This person won't stop messaging, and it's like if some if you tell someone, hey, like don't message me, or hey, you're freaking me out. Usually, you should stop. Yeah, but again, it maybe it works for women too. They're like they want what they can't have, and it's like you're more appealing now because you reject rejected her, and now she's like, oh. You know, some people are like that. I'm not saying there's a lot of people like that, but there's a good portion that like that. It's like a game. Rick. And I think you turned her on by turning her down. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it, it happens quite often in the gay community, let me just tell you. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It's a thing. Well, I mean, I, it happens with all genders and yeah. nationalities <laughs> and what your sexual preference is. It's, it's, uh, it's a humanity thing. There's a, something, something in our brains that triggers you to want what you cannot have. Well, that's the same thing. Why do you think people, you know, play the lottery? We know we're not going to win, but we play it anyways. It's kind of the same. And maybe it's the, just the thrill of it, of the possibility. Yeah. No, we need to get Dr. Dr. Ray back on and be like, why do people do this? That, <laughs> What's wrong with us? Seriously, where's Dr. Ray when you need one? I don't know. Well, well, he's right here, Dr. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, that was good. That was like, you have magical powers because I feel like you do. That was one of his powers right there. Oh, he's yeah. muted. Oh, Dr. Ray, you're muted. Crap. You're still muted. Um, Did you mute him? He might no, have himself. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't realize I was uh, helping you with a dating show tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm prepared. So, no dating advice for Holly? No, no, no. I think Rick has good dating advice. What do you? What's your opinion, Rick? I, 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 I left women alone a long time ago. Uh, so, I, uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying you kissed dating goodbye? No, I just stopped dating women and decided that uh, men were much easier and more compatible with really? uh, when it comes to dating. Well, that's yeah. all right. I just was trying to make a play. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I, totally understand. <laughs> Listen, I learned a long time ago, that's a little difficult for me to navigate, so I'm going to leave that alone. And I have been fortunate enough to meet a wonderful man that I now call fiance, soon to call Good husband. For you. So, Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. I, uh, I'm okay with that decision. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Rick is the man who coined the phrase hashtag you're not doing Christianity right. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. I uh, I heard the conversation earlier and I'm like, yes, it's catching on. Finally, we need to do Christianity better. You know, I uh, this this whole fundraiser, I was so grateful that I had a chance. I'm going to say blessed, but that's just me. Um, chance <laughs> to donate um, as I've recently started uh, my uh back in my career and uh, it came at a, at a perfect time to be able to, to donate and contribute to recovering from religion. Listen, uh, and I'll say, I'll go on record as a Christian, religious trauma is is real, right? And it's actually something that I've experienced and still have to combat daily, right? So the, the organization itself really speaks to helping people navigate the mental health uh, uh, obstacles that come with religious beliefs and religious organizations. And I'm, I'm so glad you were able to put this together, Ethan. I know that it's been like weighing heavily to get this done and 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 so on and so forth. I knew you'd have a great time doing it. I had no doubt that it would be fun. Um, and you finally settle into your element, but I knew and I understand the the nerve the nerves behind it. But this is a great, a great cause to contribute to. Um, and Dr. Ray, I, I I'm grateful that you have, you know, an organization that's out there helping people navigate that 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 trauma. 
Well, thank you for uh, thank you for helping us. And I just don't have you seen uh, the interview I did on uh, religious trauma uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Evan Lloyd Evans. So I'm going to be transparent and vulnerable and say no tonight's the first night I'm meeting you. But I definitely oh, okay. have now uh, okay. looked, looked over uh, connecting with you, and I, I, I want to go back and check out some things. So I definitely will. yeah, sure. Go see the the religious trauma interview with it's it's focused on Job's witnesses, but it really applies to almost any. Any religion. You know, if I can say so, for those that may not know, Ethan and I co-hosted a show called In Black and White, and we had a platform and an and opportunity to discuss race and racism in America. Um, and I, I think for me, there are certain triggers that I have to be very careful with. Right. I was watching something, a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime the other day. Uh, that, that The name of it was What About Me? And it was about uh, black men in America and what it is that we have to deal with. And <laughs> I was watching it and I'm saying to myself, I live this. I don't necessarily need to, to watch it. Um, so uh, uh, your conversation or interview on religious trauma, I'm intrigued to hear the information that was shared. Uh, but I have to be careful about those triggering moments because it's, Very good. Yeah. it's definitely been, you know, a, a whirlwind of, of, a, of a ride of, of religious ups and downs because of my orientation as well as my, my Christian beliefs. Absolutely. Yeah. But good I appreciate luck. you having the discussions. In an effort to keep the time moving, uh, Rick and Holly, I do have to. Uh, Daryl, I'm going to take you back off screen yeah. and put you back in the green room. Thanks, Dr. Uh, you both, I owe you both a thank you because you both have had a largely positive impact in my life. Holly, you came into my life at a time when I was starting over and I had moved out and I had been with the same partner for 12 years. And one of the things you constantly reinforced in me is to just be myself and you, in many ways, taught me how to enjoy and live life again and just say, fuck it and be myself. So Holly, thank you so much for doing that. Rick, you came into a life in my, uh, uh, you came into my life during a time when I was still in debate mode and I wanted to debate Christians and show how wrong they were. And I remember I'm like, dude, if I'm talking to Rick, man, he's not a debater, he's too friendly. And <laughs> It was through that conversation that I really started to realize that I need to stop emulating other atheist YouTubers and just start being myself because that was where the problem came in. I wanted to be like the other people I saw and be like, nope, you're doing this, you're doing this. And I'm just like, dude, that's not me. This is me. So you both have had a, a great impact in, in, in my career as an atheist YouTuber and helping me become myself on camera each and every day. So thank you both. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, Ethan, I think you don't understand the impact that you gave, uh, that you had on me when, when I had a chance to get angry and mad and frustrated about the lack of conversation around race and racism. And you allowed us to create a show that has reached so many people that people are still talking about. Um, and it, it was actually probably more therapeutic than you know, at least for me. So thank you for that as well. Well, thank you, uh, Holly. Rick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Cheers. Bye, guys. Cheers. Yes. Bye, guys. It was nice meeting you, Hannah. Bye. <laughs> Have a great Bye. rest of your show, guys. Bye. Thanks for Bye. coming, guys. Oh, I'm man. so like, I wish we had more time. I know. Hey, next year, we just do a longer one. And next year, we're going for $10,000, but we still haven't made our $5,000 goal. So, where are we at now? Uh, we are at 3,300 still. Yeah. 3, so uh, if you can, 
again, we appreciate all of your donations. Incredibly generous. I never imagined we would be making this much, to be honest. I used to host a lot of like Toys for Tots fundraisers. So I had never done a stream like this before. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how many people would donate. And at first I was like, maybe it should just be a thousand dollars. But then I'm like, eh, screw it. Let's go, go, bigger, go home. Go That's what I home. always say. So please, everyone share this video, share the donate button, help us reach our goal. We're um, still in the first half and we're well over halfway there. So you people are awesome. Thank you so much. And this is amazing. Hannah and Brian, I wish we had so much more time to talk together so people could see how much fun we have. Like Hannah, you and I have a blast just freeballing our is free is freeballing a politically correct term or no? Uh, I think freeballing is like when people don't wear underwear. I thought that okay. too. So okay, wait, what, what <laughs> just freeballing it, man. But it's okay. Well, no judgment, but no, we just go on and we not freestyle, we just ad lib the whole thing and it's a lot of fun and i really you have enjoy a good it. time and if you want to see it you're just gonna have to come find us and and for those who don't know brian just nailed dd when he called the show that was brian came out swinging man that was really great yeah a little bit out of character but yeah he pushed my push the he pushed the right buttons to uh to turn that switch <laughs> Um, so without further ado, let's move on to our next guest. First, one of my favorite moderators, IQ. How are Ooh. you? How's everybody doing? Hey, IQ. Better now. Oh. <laughs> next up, one of one of the the hardest working men in the atheist community. Yo, yo, yo. Oz. Hey. And I don't know who that is. It's Pastor Mike. It's Pastor Mike. I've never seen his face. <laughs> I've never seen him in the same room together. <laughs> you still haven't seen his face. Uh, so for, for those who don't know, this is the they're from the Atheist Roundtable, and Oz. He he recently. Well, let's just. He's. It's really loud. Sorry. There's a party um, happening right now. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, real quick, I'm going to mute and go to another room because they just let out of this conference. That way you can hear me. So I'll be right back. Okie right, dokie. Cool. I really like that mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's going to go to another room. Uh, man, I was about to challenge him to freestyle because he supposedly is some kind of rapper, but I don't know how good he is. And I, for those who don't know, I can jabble in a little freestyle. I've won a few rap battles before. So, you know, maybe me and Oz can see see who the uh, the the best rapper in town is. I can't cringe. Hey, Tart has a phenomenal show. Um, seriously, they it's not just, you know, a lot of glitz and glamour. Uh, they they really put together a, a good performance, and there's so many content creators out there that that put on a good show and they have good content. Um, they're fortunate to have a crew of people that all have specific tasks. Uh, uh, Pasta Mike, he, he's one hell of a producer. Like you know, he he's always on it. They they put out so much content. Like I can hardly keep track. Um, there's just always a video, always something happening with them. They always get a lot of good guests and they keep things civil. That is the best part about them. They keep everything civil. Uh, they, there, there's no hate on that channel. And that's 
that's where I gravitate to is where the hate isn't because yeah, that's, do, that's just where it's at in this community. They do debates and, uh, and call in shows and all kinds of uh, great stuff over there. Speaking of community, that's actually the topic we're on right now. So community, Hannah, what do you think are some important steps in building a community? Um, well, I think we're on the right track. I mean, I think just having charitable, friendly conversations with people is, is, I mean, I hate to always just kind of be like, you should just tolerate everyone because some people hold some very harmful ideas and you do your best to change their minds. And if you can't, you just have to go on your merry way, which is something I'm not very good at. So it's something I'm, I'm working on myself, but, um, you know, you can, you can disagree, but I don't know. Am I making sense right now? (laughs) No, I get you. Yes, you're making sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just like have a friendly conversation, dude. It's all good. Well, look, yeah. you know, community. It's it's the it's like the backbone of common interest, right? Uh, it's the staple of this innate desire to belong, you know, to feel accepted, uh, possibly even loved. You I'm know, so irritated um, that you were so much more eloquent. I wasn't expecting me put on the spot and get asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> like, it comes down to uh, people always uh, want to say like tribalism has this negative, uh, constantly negative uh, uh, relationship, but tribalism's just part of being a human. It's just it's who you decide to to be in a tribe with that makes the difference of what kind of person you are. Well, you know, I I believe tribalism. Um, it's not just being in a tribe. That's uh, you, you've kind of grouped together, you know, like the, that's actually some of the drawbacks of when you have a bad perspective of community, um, when it leads to dishonesty, dishonesty, social segregation. You know, tribalism is more about exclusion than uh, including yourself into a group. Right. Um, you are you are focused on the others. It's us and them, you know, that's tribalism. Uh, community is, you know, the, the best communities, the, the, they're, they're not focused on exclusion. Uh, the, the people who do not fit into the mold, you know, granted a theme is kind of what defines a community, uh, but when the focus is like locked on the theme, you deprive yourself of diversity and understanding and growth. And, you know, these are the focuses that that really give a community uh what it needs is, you know, focusing on that diversity because, you know, it's, 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 it's about that one thing. What does everybody want at the end of the day? No matter what we disagree on, everybody's looking for peace. Now, there, there are some bad people out there and there are people who are, you know, coarse and they're just, you know, they're just, they're just evil people. Uh, it, maybe they're looking for their own peace in, in, a, in a terrible, terrible way. But no matter what, if you're a theist, if you're an atheist, uh, once you dig underneath everything, we're looking for peace and harmony and being able to live with what we believe to ourselves right. is the best way to go about doing it. And when it comes to community, it's about opening yourself up and not just focusing on that thing, because that's, that's what draws you together. What keeps you together is that understanding. Right. And not uh, focusing I, on the others. Uh, real quick, IQ, where, uh, in, in, uh, in 30 seconds or less, who are you and where can people check you out at? 
Well, I'm IQ. I'm on Twitter, more or less, and pretty much most YouTube chats. Um, you know, I, I'm no scholar. I don't put out content. I'd love to, but I just simply don't have the time. What I do have the time to do is just uh, be a help. Uh, I, I offer little snippets of, uh, you know, my own personal philosophies and wisdoms that I've gained through fucking up throughout the years. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I try to help people because I really, I really care. Right. And uh, what I do is I jump into chats and I moderate because that's that's I saw a hole in the canopy for that. And, you know, I'll, I'll find you. But, you know, if there's not too many other names that are even remotely close to Inquisitive Quandary on Twitter. So if you just type that in, you'll find me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm not looking for fame and fortune. Uh, I'm just trying to make a difference and trying to make uh, this world a little bit happier and less hateful because that, that, that shit's got to go. And that's why we get along so well, IQ. But seriously, thank you so much. And uh, again, everyone, uh, donate. The link is at the bottom of the screen, uh, tinyurl.com forward slash support RFR to donate now. All of you are awesome. IQ, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. It's uh, I'm beside myself uh, being included in this lineup of, yeah, of fantastic course. people. <laughs> thank you, IQ. This is great. Thanks, man. Thanks, IQ. All right. So we do have like just a couple minutes. Brian, tell us about your channel and you as a person. Oh, hi, I'm Brian. My channel is Brainbug, and we uh, use uh, arthropods to learn about science. Uh, for the most part, I do uh, some bug videos. I have you know pet insects and uh, creepy crawlies uh, that, that we get to get out and play with. I also do some counter apologetics, um, uh, mostly science-based stuff. So uh, really my wheelhouse, I do the perspective every uh, other Tuesday with... Uh, the friendly neighborhood atheist uh, and uh, the you know, rotating uh, uh, guest host. It's awesome and the highlights of my week. And uh, other than that, uh, I, yeah, I'm just yeah. new to the community too, like uh, Ethan, uh, just kind of getting my channel started. Uh, I think he has a few months a head start on me, but uh, but we're, we're growing over in the hive. Hell yeah. And uh, for those who don't know, you'll, Brian will be, he's here every two weeks on The Perspective. He'll be co-hosting not this coming week, but the following week with Surus the Skeptic. Isn't that right? Do I got my dates right? Nice. Yeah. Th yes, that's right. Surus. Uh, yep. Me and uh, Ethan uh, uh, set things up to have Surus come on. Uh, he's uh, he's done a few different call-in shows, but uh, if you if you don't know his content, go out and check him out. But he's going to be uh, be hosting with me coming up here very shortly. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for co-hosting this event. Uh, I appreciate being included. This is an awesome lineup. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in the comments. Hannah. Hey. Hey. How are you love us. It's been so much, so much fun so far. Um, next year, you're going to have to do it for longer. Um, I don't know what you were nervous about. You didn't even need co-hosts, man. But I'm excited to be here. And I love the co-hosts that are that are on tonight. Um, really excited to watch the rest of it. Um, see some, some homies on there, but Hey, if you guys want to find me, I don't have my own YouTube channel, but I am featured on the pickup line with Ethan on this channel every Thursday night at 9 PM central. We talk about sex, love relationships, uh, just kind of have a candid conversation. And while we're both atheists, you know, it's not an atheist based show. We've had a multitude of different callers from different backgrounds. Um, if you want to connect with me, my Twitter, everything's pretty much Hannah Von Fancy, but I spell it V-O-N. 
Von Fancy or some kind of variant of that. Um, in my free time, I like to play with my dogs and play video games. So that's all you need to know about me. One of my favorite episodes we did, which was, was it not last Thursday, but the Thursday before, we did ADHD in relationships. <laughs> you and I both got to talking about how ADHD impacts us sexually. And dude, like ever since we had that conversation on ADHD relationships, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not like other people have these problems too. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the cool thing about community and, and, and being vulnerable and open and out there is we all come from different backgrounds, but there's a lot of things we can um, connect on. And it's a very validating experience. Um, helps you grow. We love self-awareness. We do. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Have fun. Have a good one. Brian and Hannah, don't forget to come uh, back on at the end of the stream. But let's bring up the next co-host of the evening, Kenneth Leonard and Jeff Bauk. Hi. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Kenneth, you're dressed up. I thought I, I, that was supposed to be a thing. It's it's an event. It's a big deal. Yes. I'm dressed up too. You just can't see the whole yeah. dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't single me out. Shit. Well, I had to sing you out because you look so good. You'd like a little spiffy right now. I, you know, it's I'm not colorful enough in retrospect. I should have I should have looked like I just got out of a, a, a paint factory explosion so I could fit <laughs> in with the theme of YFNA. But I would say this is more paint factory explosion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, you guys. I'm gonna do more shutting up and I let you guys do the talking because I'm just like blah 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 blah. I, if you can't tell, I'm like so nervous. So I'm just like do this, do this, do this. I'm all over the place right now. So I'm passing the reins. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Let's get, uh, let me get our guests on. Next up, we have Dave Warnock. Dave, how you doing, man? Ethan. Hello, buddy. How you doing? Doing well yourself. I'm good. Good. Hi, Jenna. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Dave. Hey, good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing, Jenna? Pretty good. How are you feeling? I, I know that you're pretty out about your uh, ALS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm okay. It's it's just, it's the kind of disease that just um, eats away at your muscles. And so I'm losing strength in my arms and hands. Mm. Um, I can still talk. So God, you know, thank Jesus for that. Precisely. <laughs> That's what we say. <laughs> Let's uh let me get the other two guests on and then I'm shutting up. Dragnot, how you doing, man? How you doing? What's going on? Not much. Thanks for joining us. Hey. My pleasure. Also got Mandisa. Hey. Hello. How are you? Oh, that's really loud. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Kenneth, Jenna, I'm going to shut up and get out of here for a little bit. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Well, we've got an incredible panel of, of out atheists, and that's kind of what was the, 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 the impetus of Ethan's whole channel was, was promoting positive atheism. So, uh, Dave, Dragnaut Mandisa, can you tell us uh, sort of how you fit into this bigger picture of online skeptics and atheists and activists? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, sort of, um, I'm not really, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I just go on shows. I don't have a show. I don't do, I, I, I get, I'm like a, a podcast whore. I'll do any of them, you know. I, I, uh, so I get invited to speak on these podcasts and YouTube shows, and I love doing that. And I've got a thing called Dying Out Loud that I started doing 
a couple of years ago after my ALS diagnosis. And so I've just been doing a lot of talking about living and dying. As an atheist, I used to be an evangelical. I was a pastor for many of those years. And so I do a lot of talking about the danger of evangelicalism or the harm that it does. And that's why I love so much uh, what, what recovering from religion does. Uh, Daryl Ray is a, is a dear friend of mine. And um, I, I love that organization and, and the work that they do. And I've, I just want to say real quick, I've gotten to know Daryl really well. We've had a, a chance to spend a lot of time together over the last year or two. And he is just the real deal. There is not a better person out there. I'm just telling you. Uh, he doesn't put on a, a show when he's on a camera. And he's just the real deal. Yeah. And his organization does such incredible work. And I've seen, I've been with him you know, hanging out at the beach last Christmas break. My girlfriend was there with me and Daryl and his partner. We had over a week together. And I, I just saw the background of what RFR does and the chat line. He showed me the, the conversations going on all hours of the day and night from all over the world and the incredible help that they're providing for people in really, really tough situations. And, and, you know, all of us who came out of evangelicalism have some degree of trauma or PTSD even, but there are people that, whose lives are at stake in some countries and, and have lost relationships and jobs and, and, and just the incredible work they do. So this is so cool what, what Ethan and his team put together here tonight, and I'm just really honored to be a part of it. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan did a, a ton of work setting this up. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm wondering if any of us utilized uh, RFR on our own journey. I know, you know, there were, I, I was aware of Dr. Ray when I was a, a new atheist, newly coming out of religion. And I, I read, you know, his his book, The God Virus, and I read Sex and God, and, and it was extremely helpful to me. Uh, like, Dragnow, did you have any experience working with Dr. Ray come, when you were, you know, over the last, I don't know, decade or so when in all the work that he's been doing? No, I'm actually fairly new to the whole uh, being outside the internet atheism thing. I like just recently uh, went to go meet up with Bandisa, known her for, oh, probably almost going on 10 years now. Uh, so I've not had the pleasure as of yet. So I got a chance to meet Mandisa, we had Crutchfield, got a chance to meet Anthony Bagabosco. So uh, no, it's definitely on my list. Uh, so this, this is sort of the foundation and I want to definitely encourage other people like you know what it's fun to sit on here and and talk about how stupid religion is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but and there's a lot of that there's anybody can do that it takes time and effort to say hey let's go and i don't know uh go and challenge the street preachers on bourbon street uh and argue with them for three hours and, and hold mandisa from having a good time you know what some someone has to do that right that's a very important job uh, that i that i take upon myself so no, but I it, it is the the activism portion with the big names. Is there a video of Mandisa school and street features on Bourbon Street? Is that is that a thing? I wouldn't dare do that. I apologize if it's loud because um, I am actually I actually just got finished with another event, and uh, there's still kind of there's still folks um, you know around. But uh, to answer the question. Uh, I actually became acquainted with Recovering from Religion as we were starting Black Nonbelievers here in Atlanta. And so I had the opportunity to meet Daryl uh, in uh, Des Moines, Iowa in April of 2011 at the American Atheist Convention that year. And because the mission of that organization aligned so much with what we do and trying to 
offer that support for our members, um, you know, it just, it was just, it was just natural for us to connect as, you know, as, as organizations. And, and uh, I've been volunteering regularly with Recovery From Religion since 2013. You know, I host uh, the local Atlanta area meetup group here. Uh, and it has just been wonderful to, to meet so many people. And like Dragnaught said, you know, just we encourage building community and supporting each other in that because even if you're even if your journey isn't as painful as some others it's just good to be with like-minded folks who understand what you go through and we can bounce ideas and and bounce things off of each other in ways that we probably could not have received from religious communities and so this is an extremely, extremely valuable resource, and I encourage as many people to support it as long as just as much as we do. And uh, it has just been an amazing journey, an amazing experience, and I am just so really, really proud of the work that RFR does. Mm -hmm. And well, and it's it's important too. I mean. There are people who are watching who are not going to be able to donate, but you, there are opportunities to uh, to volunteer. Um, RFR needs volunteers. Uh, things that that you know, like Dave referenced, this helpline. I mean, they they need people. So um, even if you can't donate, there are still ways for you to support the essential work that RFR is doing. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's it's a very important too. Uh, just visibility, uh, sharing the links around, uh, talking to people, you know, who uh, are religious and love to talk to you. Well, you know, hey, here's what, here's the good uh, non-believer do, because oftentimes we hear about, well, you know, what what does atheism have to offer? Well, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. just, it's the answer to a question, but if you're talking about atheist organizations or since like non-believer organizations, this is very helpful because once, you know, you're put in, in this unfortunate position, well, what else is there? You know, especially if you have your entire educational history, uh, you know, based in uh, theological studies, right? It's not really much to do with it outside of pulpit. So uh, it's an, in, uh, really, you know, uh, a resource that, that just can't be measured. And I think that, you know, uh, that can't be understated at, at any point. Yeah. Well, and it's important to recognize too, I mean, the the work, and this is where there's sort of a Venn diagram here with like YFNA and RFR and with the work that all of you are doing of promoting, you know, this this positive version of, of atheist activism, of being out there, of just being who you are, normalizing atheism and uh, making it not some scary thing to people. Um, it's, it's, it's really important there too, so. Yeah, that's a good phrase, normalizing atheism. That's, that's, that's a lot of the work that we have to do. I mean, yeah. I know when I was deconstructing my faith over 10 years ago, I didn't know about RFR. I don't know that it was there. I can't remember exactly when it started. Daryl said that, but I wasn't paying attention. But um, I, I found Clergy Project, which was a, mm -hmm. it's an online resource for ex-clergy. And so I got connected to that. And that kind of opened me up to that other world that was out there that I had no idea was there. And so I know that there are people who are deconstructing their faith and need the resources that are our far, far offers. And, and it's just a matter of getting in front of them and letting them know it's there. Yeah. And you know, it's also, it's incredible watching this community grow so quickly. You know, it, not only the online community, but in person too, it's these conferences are getting bigger. I mean, look how big this show is. There's enough guests that it's almost ridiculous how many people there are. I mean, this is awesome. This is a good problem to have. 
Well, so thank you all. Concurrently with, with the growth of, of the secular movement is the, the, the self-destruction of the evangelical movement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're here, uh, we're here to, as a landing spot for these people who are, are becoming discombobulated with what they thought made sense. And now it's not making sense. Yeah. I also think it's important to show like the different types of atheists there are out there. You know, there are some who, uh, you know, our our abilities extend, extend far beyond, you know, what we are, our identities. And, and this was something I was saying tonight. It's that there are many different ways that we approach our non-belief and also what we do in the community. And I think it's very, very important to show that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're coming up sort of on the on the end of our time with with you guys, uh, let's go around uh, st starting with Dave. We'll, we'll go around the, the the group. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you and, and see what you're up to, Dave? Yeah, the, uh, the website is DaveOutloud.com. Uh, Facebook is Dave Warnock Dying Out Loud. Um, all the links there are, um, I think, in the show notes here. But um, you can go to Dave Out Loud and find all connections with me and what I'm doing. Mainly right now, the, the thing I'm focused on is writing my book. I've been working on a memoir, and uh, that's going real well. And then I'm doing some other projects here and there. I'll be on Talk Heathen Sunday. Um, awesome. And I'm working on a – I'm excited about this because I'm working on a thing for our uh, Recovery from Religion on their community thing they do Monday nights about sin. And I'm doing a talk on sin, and so I've been uh, unpacking that a little bit and, and developing a – a presentation on that and man it cuts to the very core of the problem with christianity with evangelicalism which is what i focus on i mm. can't speak to the other religions but evangelicalism was the water i swam in and, and man when you take away sin the whole thing falls apart and so that's what i'm going to talk more and more about as, as days go by awesome awesome dragnaut where are you at man where can people uh, find you? You can find me in, in the lab, honestly. It's actually a shock that I'm home. Uh, but uh, yeah, so in between, I, I am actually fairly busy nowadays uh, working on my master's thesis uh, on cell aging. But uh, outside of that, uh, you will find me at conferences such as Black Nonbelievers. Uh, and I will be making myself freely available uh, to people who request me uh, to talk about science and all that good stuff because I do promote science literacy. It is de definitely important now in the middle of a pandemic. You can't imagine how many people don't know how their own immune system works. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but no, seriously, uh, you, you type in my name right here, Dragnot. You'll find my channel. It's mostly a vlog nowadays. I talk about uh, stupid people on the internet. Uh, I talk very briefly about what I do because it, it is actually fairly boring. It's biochemistry. Uh, and so uh, if, you know, people want to see me on some of these shows, just, uh, you know, email the host if you want to see me on because keep, people keep asking me, hey, when you come back on Atheist Experience, I don't know. Matt knows. E email Matt. Continuously <laughs> email Matt a lot and beg him. Uh, so that's that's your answer. So there you nice. go. And Mandisa, you're like omnipresent right now. You've been around so much. And with, with the 10th anniversary that just happened with Black Nonbelievers, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, you can definitely find us at blacknonbelievers.org. You can find all of the links to our social media. We do have a YouTube channel, which all of the 10th anniversary presentations are uh, are up now that you, if you missed it, you can definitely catch up on them. And you can also find me at Patreon, at Patreon backslash Mandisa Latifa. Awesome. Can you tell us about the conference that you're at right now? 
Uh, this is the Reason Summit, which was present, which is presented by the Skeptics of Middle Georgia, and uh, I just spoke along with uh, T Jump, and uh, yeah, you see Oz in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a two-day event. We will be back here again tonight. I will just be tabling on behalf of BN, and so uh, yeah, it's the it's in Macon, Georgia, kind of right in the middle of the Bible Belt as well. So um, it's good to see a community here. Yay. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank and you. thank you for showing up, even though you had another yeah. <laughs> another conference. <laughs> yeah, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so thank nice you. to meet you. Thank you. Sorry, I'm being a time pain in the ass. Okay. Not at all. Um, also, everyone, dude, we're almost at $3,700. So we only have $1,300 oh. more to go. Let's we do this. We can do it. We, we can, can do it. We can totally do it. Yes. So I'd like to bring on our, our next guest, but before I, I jump off screen in a moment, uh, wait, there, oh, okay. So first I'd like to welcome Cindy. Hey. Cindy, how are you? Hi, hi everyone. I'm doing great. Just come out from uh, secular sexuality. It was, it was a great episode and I'm feeling great, even though it's uh, almost 4 a.m. here. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Well, there is, Cindy, before I jump off screen, there is one thing I wanted to say. I wanted to thank you. You were one of the first people to reach out to me um, after hearing me on Talk Heathen, and you spent several countless hours with me teaching me more about the LGBTQIA plus community. So uh, you were responsible for me learning a lot, and I really appreciate you reaching out to me after hearing me on Talk Heathen. So thank you, and you have been a great friend to me as well. So thank you. Um, all right, before I jump off screen, I'm welcoming Neil and Aaron Ra, and I'm getting out of here. Hey. Hey, nice book there, Neil. Uh, what, what, what's, what's that reading material you got there? Oh, what's the reading material I had? Oh, it's this one here, The Foundational Falsehoods of Creationism. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. By this, oh, wait, by this guy right over here. <laughs> I've heard of that. Yeah. How's See, it going, guys? I, I got your back, Aaron. <laughs> Arn, who's our who's you our other guest? Dog, here? <laughs> this is Falcor. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you have the best names. You got an atheist dog there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, See, and when you've said that, now it's going to spark some debate on on Twitter. Are our, our dogs atheists? You know, they're going to talk about rocks and trees, and it's going to go off the rails. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Since since you brought that up, since you did it. <laughs> no. I never said that a rock is an atheist. <laughs> I did. That was me. I said that rocks, plural, are atheistic or atheist oh. in the adjective, yeah. meaning that they don't believe. And, and when people say, well, rocks are not atheists, I, my automatic response is, so you, so you think they believe in gods? <laughs> well, no, they can't believe in gods. Well, then by virtue of the fact that they can't, clearly they don't. And then, right. have, and then I have the stupid argument. Well, no, you, you can't be atheist until you've heard the argument and considered it and then rejected it. And I said, well, what is the minimum criteria to still not believe in a God? <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that's stupid. I mean, and so well, it only applies to humans. Okay, well, let's imagine then we, we have, a, we have, a, we have a, uh, an, an alien race comes to visit us. You know, whence doesn't matter. But they're they're very logical. They're very much like Spock, you know. And you ask them, "Hey, do you believe in these gods we've never you've never heard of?" Well, of course, the guy's going to say, "No, we don't believe in God." Now, did that guy become atheist when he answered the question? Was he not atheist before he answered the question? 
And since he's a representative of his planet, does that mean that his entire planet became atheist the minute he said for them that they don't believe in God? Or did they already not believe in God and therefore were already atheist? I love this. We, we have hoping, to go save them. I'm hoping this shakes up the comments section like a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. It's, it's just stupid to imagine that you have to have a minimum requirement to still not believe. You know, I mean... You, there's a point you, you don't have to like, you know, get to this point to then switch, flip a switch and okay, well now I'm an atheist. I funny. I didn't believe in God five minutes ago. I guess I, somehow I wasn't an atheist then. Oh no, you were an innocent then. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Right. Oh no, you were a non-theist. What's the, what's the difference? They mean exactly the same thing and they do look it up. So it's a, yep. it's a really stupid argument to say that you can't be an, an, an implicit atheist until you've considered the position, because implicit means that you haven't considered the position. Well, while we we're need to use up the word non-theist more, I think. Why? It means exactly the, <laughs> the same, same thing. It yeah. doesn't matter, either the or. The whole purpose yeah. of coming up with the, with the innocent and the non-theist and the, and, and, and the apatheist or you know, yeah. all of these other subcategories is just to keep the atheist movement divided and thus powerless. That's the Agreed. whole and sole purpose behind that. I just tell people I'm an innocent non-theist atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, and for those, and I have there, yeah, it's it's like I, I believe it's like I those who try to argue that that babies are uh, theists. That's mm. just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, what, well, what it seems it, it, it's it's like it's like believing is is the foundation. It's the starting point for so many people because it. It is for them, so they just assume it is for everyone. Yeah, it it, seems. it's Luke nineteen twenty, I think it was. You know that the, that the rocks and stones themselves will start to sing praises to Jesus. Really? So you're going to you're going to argue that that the rocks and stones are Christian, but you're going <laughs> to laugh at me when I when I say no, they're atheists because they don't believe. Well, if they start singing, I'm going to be worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I don't wonder when they start I've had singing. Any of these. <laughs> I wasn't the one that put it in your Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all Everything's of you, so green. We all spent a lot of time clearing up misconceptions about what it means to be a non-believer. Um, and and I mean, Neil, your work with with I mean, having so many people on, doing all these interviews and hangouts. Um, when we talk about normalizing atheism and giving yeah. people voices and platforms. I mean, you're doing amazing work. Um, Thanks, Kenneth. What, uh, when you when the three of you run into misconceptions about what it means to be an atheist, what, what is the most common thing that you find yourself saying? What it means to be an atheist? Yeah. What? Oh, geez, you know, it just means um, don't proselytize me because I'm not going to believe you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I mean, uh, what what really is there more? I, I mean, it really is. It's a simple little aspect of who I am. Sure. Right, I I don't believe in deities. It's that simple. Yeah, I I actually stopped using the lack of belief thing because I don't really lack a belief. I just I don't fucking believe. <laughs> it's that simple, right? Well, you spend you a lot of time to... on uh, deconversion stories. Yeah, mm. I do because I think they're important to be heard. I think mm. there's a lot of people out there that don't realize there's a lot of us out there that are non-believers and that there is a community as splintered as it is. There's still a community out there. So. Um, I do these because people will stumble on them. And I've had many people stumble across. And then I get emails saying, wow, I didn't realize there were so many people that were, I thought I was alone. I get that yeah. quite a bit. And it's yeah. weird to get that, I think. But but that's why I do it. And and I've had everyone in here with me right now 
has been on my show, just so you guys know. So I've had over 300 something episodes now, I think. Woo! Yeah. I know. I it's, know. It's, it's, it's an incredible back catalog you've been building. I mean, yeah. Cindy, what about you? I mean, what's, what's the European perspective on all this, you know? Well, it's it's such a such a surprise to me that um, atheists are the most feared people in the U.S. According to to a poll made uh, a few years ago, um, that the, this this conception that you have to believe into something, especially to have um, to have morality, that's just crazy from 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 Europe because. I, I grew up in France and now I'm living in Belgium. It's too mostly non-theist uh, population and I people don't understand how it's important in the US the the, the impact of the religion I started making videos in French uh, talking about this and people talk, talk to me and said wow it's 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 really important for you to say that because we don't know we have no idea it's it's so bad uh, in the US um, and what atheist means was my my first video on my on my channel because there is so much misconception about this that it's just just crazy. Uh, every every almost every day on Facebook group debates, you have this these uh, topics created by theists saying, uh, "No, you 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 have to believe or or anything like this," and it's just it's just nonsense. Constant nonsense. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, Aaron, where do you think in in the I mean in the six thousand year history of Earth, where did we go off the rails with this atheist <laughs> stuff, man? Well, one of the things that I have to constantly bring up is when they say, "Oh, you know, the fool says in his heart there's no God." Yeah, and I have to point out that you know what a, you know what a fool is, right? I mean, we all know what a fool is is one who has been fooled, right? It's one who too readily believes in probable claims or questionable sources on insufficient evidence, right? Yeah. So, so it's no surprise that the Bible and the Quran both use the opposite definition from common parlance. Now, why do you think that is? Why, if you look up any dictionary, it'll describe well, a fool is somebody who has been fooled, right? It's the dupe of the joke. It's the one who bought into the lie. And here you are believing in, in you believe that you're magically animated mud golems because, <laughs> because you were told to believe that or else you're going to suffer a fate worse than death, right? And so you have, you have to believe this. So, so, the Bible and the Quran both paint this picture because lies are the only way that these religions sell. Religions are entirely lies. Every claim that is any any religion falls into one of two categories: not evidently true and evidently not true. Right? That's mm. it. There, there's there is no evidently true. Right? That's just period. You just have to believe this nonsense on faith. And so they want to fool you. So they tell you that the fool is the one who does not believe impossible nonsense for no good reason. And and so now you think you're wise. Because you tell me that smart people, well, of course, the Bible does that too. You know, seeking to be wise, they became fools. Yeah. And what does that say about you, huh? So, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It for people who have no understanding, who, who the Bible says everything is upside down, that the wise people don't know anything and only the fools are wise. Okay, fine. Just, just reverse everything. Twist it all upside down and backwards. And that's that's part of where you go wrong. That and we're supposed to believe only on authority. And remember, it, you can't deviate from that. You can't have your own opinions. Right. About you. you have that's to right. be a lockstep, right? So because heresy and apostasy, these are damnable and, and they're, they're capital crimes. They've been, a lot of people have been killed for having independent ideas. Well, I have a slightly different opinion. Dead, right? That's, that's what happens to you. You're supposed to do exact and pay your tithe. 
Do everything we tell you to do, and, and, and give me all your children, wink, wink, and, and you pay me your tithe at the same time. That's the way religion works. It's the greatest scam ever. And so to hear more, the, each of these three wonderful people have their amazing shows that we'd love for you to tell us about. Cindy, where, where can people find you? Oh, uh, well, let's go to Neil uh, first. So I'm the host of the, oh, <laughs> I'm the, host of, uh, the Path to Reason. Uh, a channel that talks about critical thinking and um, seeing, see, thanks, seeing um, everyday problem through the lens of critical thinking. Uh, I will soon be hopefully teacher of critical thinking here in, in Belgium too. So I'm starting to have uh, a pretty good knowledge on, on that topic. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And Neil? Or so, I keep telling I people as they're walking away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the best I could do for a cat right now. Sorry. I got Bill the cat here. I, I, I've got a tigger too, but you know. But anyways, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Neil the 604 I do a little show on YouTube called Deconversion Stories where I talk to people about their journeys away from whatever belief systems they were once a part of. Uh, I've had all these wonderful people on my show and every one of them was a great time. And uh, according to most of the folks that somehow find their way back to me and let me know, I've heard that your after parties are legendary and I, I, I don't know why, because <laughs> it's really just a bunch of tomfoolery and shitty jokes is, is all it is. But uh, that's what I actually am going to be going to get back to when I'm done here. So Ethan, thank you for including me in this and guys down below, you can find the link to go and donate to recovering from religion. It is a fantastic foundation. So thank go you. And do that. I'm going to too, right after this. So awesome. don't be a square. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Aaron. Well, we got to get Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You, you can find me downtown at the bus station, burning. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the pub? I bought dark beer just for this, Aaron. By the way. Very good, sir. Thank you very much. Of course, my station, my my, my channel is A R O N R A, and uh, and I'm a full time activist. Need all the help I can get. So uh, Patreon.com forward slash A R O A R O N R A. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Appreciate uh, all of you taking the time to come on. My pleasure. Ethan, this oh, is like the craziest panel. It's like it's just like one one amazing person after the other coming on here. Dude, it's really Neil, cool. Neil and Arn are a riot together. I, I want to put together a podcast right now just called or an episode called No Fucks Given with just Arn <laughs> and Neil. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and before we bring our next guests on, I do want to give a shout out to Tina Marie. She was actually the first person ever to find my channel, my call into talk, Ethan. And uh, I do want to send my condolences as well. Uh, her father passed away. So mm -hmm. Tina, uh, from all of us, uh, well, I, I love you and thank you so much for your support. And I wish you the best. Um, next up, we have, we got Eric Murphy in the house. Hey! Eric! Hey! <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Oh, What's so up, man? You. Oh, man. I've just been enjoying the stream, watching everything. Y'all are killing it. My goodness. Uh, oh. hey, well, thank you for having me on. Thank you. And then let's also get our other guest. Who's our other guest? Wait, 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 wait. I, I was told I would have entrance theme music. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I was I was I'm kidding. It's great to see everybody. Great show going on so far. I'm honored to be here. 
before I get out of the hair again, Puck, I do have to extend a personal thank you. So for those who don't know, Puck was one of the first people to, to find me. Uh, um, sorry, one of the first people to reach out to me directly and like, hey, I think you need some help. <laughs> uh, it was a very blunt, pleasant way to, to reach out, but he has been a mentor and a friend ever since. I can't tell you how many times I'll message him and be like, is this a good or a bad idea? And he'll be like, well, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. So he, he has been instrumental in developing me as a more skeptical person. So thank you. Now I am going to fuck off and let you guys do the show. <laughs> well, so go ahead, well, I was just going to say that these two people are also extremely instrumental in, in my atheism journey as well. Aww. Both of you, Puck was the first person in the entire atheist community online or otherwise to reach out to me and talk to me, talk to me through things. And I think it was about six months that I bugged you like every day. Yeah. You were like going through like a, a meditation phase or something. Oh, and now yeah. you have a meditation channel. So yes. you see how useful I was there. And uh, then Eric was the first person that I met at the ACA and he's the one who yeah. kept me coming back. And I just, Absolutely. I love you both so much. Thank you so much. Oh, love you too. Yeah. Within what, uh, 20 minutes of you coming into the ACA, yes. we put you to work, uh, working <laughs> yeah. the phone lines for secular sexuality. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, you know, I love you. You're my little sister. Yes. Um, I'm so happy to see you guys. And Kenneth, dude. Look at you all gussied up and stuff. I, I, I love it. I, I, I should, was trying I to be fancy. T -shirt. I was trying to be fancy. Um, you guys, both of you, do uh, just a hell of a job with asking lots of really good questions and challenging people to think. And Thank you. I find that that is very helpful for people who are recovering from religion or even on the road to recovery from religion. Um, in your experience, I, I mean... How 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 much of your approach is impacted by your own journeys out of religious you know ideologies? Oh man, Puck, you want to go first? Um, <laughs> well, it was it was questioning that even got me started in the first place. Um, yay long years ago, um, uh, when I was taking lessons to be a, a confirmed Catholic, um, I ran into a Catholic belief called transubstantiation, which um, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a big one, <laughs> and uh, just trying to figure that out. And then doing the research and 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 trying to read uh, uh read the Bible, trying to figure out where it's from. It's like questioning has just always been part of it for me. Um, being able to publicly question it was not always <laughs> was as welcome as I would like, and I, I think that's what brings me to where um, part of where I am now. It's that I I wish that we could have these open conversations more easily, but since we can't, it's fantastic that we have people like recovering from religion that offers us an opportunity to talk it out with somebody that if you're in an environment uh, where you don't have a lot of people in your area that you feel like you can speak about these things. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a mix of things because at first, um, when, when I started talk heathen, um, Jamie and I were just, just aggressive. We just, we were just chomping at each other to, to get at the collars. Um, but over time we kind of mellowed out and, um, it, so, so the the Socratic questioning, you know, uh, that that's kind of um, you know takes takes tones from, um, well, street epistemology. Nice shirt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, it was is really really useful, especially in in uh, shows like Talk Heathen. Uh, but my personal experience, you know, the interesting thing is, a lot of people have that one thing that's keeping them back. Right. And, and um, j just to quickly, I, I call it getting stuck on the monkeys. 
And um, <laughs> long story short, um, I, I got into an argument with somebody who said, um, I, I, was, I was talking to them about the infinite monkey hypothesis kind of experiment where you have infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters, and time, eventually they're going to churn out the collected works of Shakespeare. So I was telling a friend about that, and he goes, no, they won't. No, they won't. No, they won't. And, and it took like a day of arguing with him. And all he wanted for me to say is that there's a non-zero chance. It's not, you can't guarantee it. Even if it's, even if it's point zero 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 bar one, <laughs> hypothetically at the end. And all, all he needed was that acknowledgement. And then we were off to the races. And often when it comes to my personal experience, um, that helps to just listen and go, you know what? I get that. I hear you. Yeah. And then after that, we're off to the races. We can go, but a lot of people need that little bit of validation. And so it's not always the, the, the intellectual piece of, of personal experience that, that gets people. Um, the personal experience really helps kind of validate and, and grease, the, grease the wheels. So, Yeah, I need to get better about that. I'm really, I'm really bad about listening. And so when, I, when I'm trying to talk about this conversation, I'm really bad about kind of getting into their heads and they're just kind of like going with me like, okay, and then, and then what, you know? I need, to, I need to practice stopping and being like, you know what, I hear you. I understand, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, like, like everybody thinks they're right, right? Yeah. Like, like what, what it's, it's, it's a famous thing that gets said on ACA shows, feeling right feels exactly like being feeling wrong. And it, it, so everybody coming in, even with the most outrageous beliefs that we think is, is way out there, they think they're right and they think they can justify it. And by trying to understand why they can get to that conclusion, it, it does make the conversation, in my opinion, a little bit more productive. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, and, and everybody's on a different different place in their you know in their journey, so to speak. So, you know, meeting people where they're at uh, can be important. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, just a quick aside, um, as far as the fundraiser is concerned, all of you who've been waiting to donate, let's do that right now. That way this block is the one that just blows <laughs> everyone else out of the water. I would love for this 15-minute block to be the one that just gets us over. Can, can we can we fundraise $1,500 in the next five minutes? I would love that. Everybody will, give $5 right now. <laughs> or if you give $1,500, I will personally call you and read you a bedtime story tonight. <laughs> Hey, I will do that. That's, um, that's a pretty good incentive. <laughs> Come on, people. That's a great bedtime story voice, too. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, this is such a good, um, just, I, I, I love what you're doing here. And, and the fact that, uh, Ethan, I know you're listening, <laughs> you jerk. He's pacing around Ethan. off camera. He's <laughs> yeah, Ethan. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ethan, where are you at? He's I'm coming right here. in here. We're calling him out. He's having a panic attack off screen. Oh, I don't know if happening. I can. I, I can't hear anybody. Oh no! Is there a delay? Do we lose yeah. Ethan. Oh, wait. Ethan, is there a delay? I On... think for him. Oh, oh, I don't know. Either way, dude, your one-year anniversary. You are spending it fundraising for such a good cause. And I've got to say, dude, I'm sure people have said it throughout the day, but happy fucking anniversary. <laughs> I am so proud to see all of the work that you've put into this channel and all of the lives that you touch. Just look. Look at this lineup, bro. This is after year one. Do you know where you're going from here? I can't wait to see because I have no idea. But, dude, you, fuck, you're killing it. My face hurts. It. I'm, I'm gushing right now, Eric, so thank you. And, uh, 
for those who don't know, like I called Talk Heathen for the first time, and I was like this giddy kid, and I was like, dude, when I spoke to Eric Murphy, because I was so <laughs> excited. And it's so weird that it's been a year, and I got to actually co-host on Talk Heathen. I was terrified. Yeah. But it actually happened. Like, and you killed it. You it, were great. It was so much fun. <laughs> and then before he did that, he was great on nonprofits. So you know, plus, yes, abso- absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I try and employ you know friendly and positive atheism, especially on our weekly call-in show, The Perspective, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Which this coming Tuesday, it's going to be Kenneth Leonard and Jenna Belk co-hosting. Nice. What? And it's a show where you can call in whether you believe in aliens, you have conspiracy theory, claims, any of it. We yeah. have, yeah, we get calls about psychics, Bigfoot. We recently had the Chupacabra, alien stories, abductions. It's so good. Free suppositional apologetics. You guys will handle okay, anything. I love it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so but, so Puck and and Eric, where can where can everyone find you? Uh, Puck, you're on nonprofits now. Um, I've been doing work with nonprofits. Um, they they have me on about once every two or three weeks. Uh, I love the work that I get to do with that show because I, I get to take uh, uh, the the crazy things that are going on and try to make it feel something you can learn about and you can do something about even at the home level. Um, there's so much you can do to impact your community and your surroundings, and I like. Getting to getting people to to, uh, to learn about what they can do. Um, most of my work is behind the scenes, though. Um, but uh, I, I I I promised I would mention this since you asked. Uh, there is a very special project coming out from Team Puck, and it should be out in about two weeks. So watch this space because I am sick of sitting on the sidelines, and I think it's time for me to step out and have something to contribute. Yeah. All right. All right. Right. I had very to like cool. forceful forcefully drag Puck like all the time onto camera. <laughs> please puck please and it was so hard and it's awesome to see him now going on camera again because i think he's a great voice for the community and he does do a lot of the behind the scenes work like this man is non-stop educating people and messaging them and working on building a community and keeping my ass in check so <laughs> yeah and just one last yeah. piece of trivia the only episode so far of truth wanted that did not have objectively dan was hosted by me and ethan and that was that was a blast to do, and it was an honor to have you in the co-chair with me. Yeah. Thank you. Aww, being your friend. <laughs> All right, Eric. I, I just just quickly. So those of you who are watching, this is the family that we're creating, and you're part of it. This is amazing. I love it. Uh, so people can find me on Talk Heathen every Sunday, except for this Sunday. Um, but I also have my own personal channel, uh, youtube.com slash Eric D. Murphy. I uh, do Facebook streams and just a ton of stuff. Um, I know that my the link tree, I, uh, Kristen asked me to create a link tree, and so there's a link tree that could be put out there, and that's got ways to support me and check out all of my work. Um, but um, thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. It's a privilege. It is a privilege. Oh, it really is. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's a privilege having you guys on. Like, this still is, for me, it's still giddy because it's like, wow, I get to work with and talk to the people that I watched on YouTube for multiple years. And it's just so mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I still remember the first time I saw Jenna Belk on the air and I was like, oh, dude, I love Jenna. And now right. I get to work with her all the time. Like, this is awesome stuff. 
Yeah. You guys yeah. are just more people to play Jackbox with, honestly. I mean, you, you guys are cool. <laughs> and I appreciate your work, but really, you guys are just buddies. And I, I've, it's been a pleasure getting to just be friends with you, honestly. You too. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Eric, Puck, thank you so much for joining the fight. Absolutely. Thank you. Happy anniversary, Ethan. Take care. Happy anniversary. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Man, this is so much fun. You I agree. Great. It's a love um, fest. You know, for those who don't know, I'm trying to get my Twitch channel going. So if anyone's good at Super Smash Brothers on the Switch this Friday, we've got a little, <laughs> yeah, we got some atheists coming to play. We're going to set up voice chat on Discord um, and we can see how good you are. Uh, send me a message if you're interested. Uh, anyways, you ready for our next guest, Jenna? Yes. Jenna? Hell yeah. All right. First, we have Objectively Dan. Dan, how's it going? Going pretty good. Ethan, if I wasn't doing Truth Wanted tomorrow, I would kick your ass with Piranha Plant. Oh, but, no. you know, nope. I got plans. I got plans. What can I say? <laughs> and then also, you wouldn't stand a chance, Objectively Dan. Uh, Vice Primo. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hey. Oh. Oh my gosh. I appreciate that you just threw the gauntlet down like that and didn't let Ethan fly. <laughs> the the best all. thing is I don't even have to like like justify that because I'm not going to fight him anyway. So who knows? Who knows right. what's true? Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's how the best claims are. You just kind of throw them out there and exactly. don't. Yeah, you don't have exactly. to like prove them, right? No. That's, that's no. how, you know, we all got that's to be how that today. works. Come on. Come on. I'm just bad at Smash Bros anyway, so. Yeah, I always sucked. <laughs> I was never any good. But, well, thanks for being here, guys. So we're kind of moving into talking more about, like, epistemology, which both of you guys attack, you know, various claims, you know. I mean, Vice Rhino, your channel's in incredible. Uh, a lot of the work that Thank you've you. done, um, you know, breaking down various uh, pseudoscientific claims has been very useful to me. Um, Dan, your channel's awesome. I hope everybody tunes in to watch Truth Wanted. Um, you know, what are you guys up to these days with, uh, with trying to teach the importance of, you know, sound epistemology to, to mofos out there? Well, Kenneth, I know that uh, you're actually going to be an upcoming guest on my show. So maybe you could tell us more about that when you're actually on. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, uh, you know, every week is something different. I'm always talking to people about different things. And, you know, when I first started doing it about two years ago, it seemed like it was more fun, kind of more outlandish. Like, oh, we talk about aliens and Bigfoot. And that's cool. And now when I come in, it's like, guys. There's some insurrectionists that just came to the Capitol and they believe in the stuff that I've been talking about for the past like half of a year. Yeah. So yeah. this is What's a little more important. That's the harm. This, yeah, yeah, this is this is like this is a kind of a big deal. So yeah, um, that's been a little stressful, but you know, it it reminds me that this is important and I'm glad that I'm having these conversations. So yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I I want to talk about Q, but we'll talk about that offline later tomorrow. All okay. Stuff. Okay. I am but, not Q if that's what you were going to ask, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there goes that theory, but yeah. Vice Rhino. What about you, man? Uh, yeah. So I, I mostly deal with creationists. I'm kind of taking a break from them for a little bit. I've gotten more onto the, uh, you know, proof of God type videos for uh, a few videos, but, um, I'm, I'm also trying to, uh, I'm trying to have more conversations where like I'll, I'll find people that I have responded to and I'll invite them on the channel and I'll have a conversation with them right. and try and like figure out exactly what's going on. It's, it's so easy to talk past each other when you do response videos. Like the, I guess one of the benefits of doing a response video is that I'm not straw manning the other person, but that doesn't mean that I understood them perfectly. Mm. So 
there are times when I mess that up. And so it'd be nice to like actually have them there to say, okay, well, what do you actually believe on this? And then mm -hmm. let me address what you actually believe instead of what I think you believe. Mm. It's weird to me hearing your voice coming out of your face. Um, yeah, you know, I, I thought he was a rhino. I mean, I'm, I was a little disappointed, to be honest. And how, look, how vice even that is big. he? I mean, can we prove that? Can we demonstrate that? We're talking about epistemology here. I don't know. Um, well, am I wearing pants? I don't know. Uh, right. That's, is that a vice? I mean, it's a it's a video meeting. That's something that, that you could prove, but that's actually I don't want to know. So I, no, now we're going is, we're, to we're trying to we're trying to raise money, not get the channel demonetized. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Right. I've got to ask, I mean, as a as a Canadian who started going after the, you know, the, like the young earth creations and stuff, how much of that is in direct response to like being in a country that for the last few years has felt like it's like an apartment above a meth lab? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, sorry well, uh, for the question, but, you know. Um, well, actually, I, I originally started the channel. Um, I, I started back in 2016, I think. Um, and uh, I, I, it's, it's more that I was a young earth creationist for a while. I, I'm not sure if I ever uh, explicitly came out on the young earth side, but it was definitely no evolution, creation by God. Mm. Um, so it, like that, that's just kind of what I'm most familiar with. So I'm like talking about the talking points that I was making way back when. But, yeah. Um, so Sorry, well, and sorry, and Dan, you have a really interesting story with how you're using epistemology to kind of give back. But epistemology is what brought you here in the first place, correct? Yeah, yeah in in large parts. Yeah, you know, I'm mostly known for having a conversation with Anthony Magdabosco, who will be joining you guys shortly. Actually, um, uh, you know, on a conversation on a college campus five years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But um, yeah, that was definitely a catalyst for part of my deconversion process from being literally a Christian on campus about to go to like one of my meetings, just running up with Anthony to uh, hosting a show on the, at the atheist community of Austin, like probably the exact opposite of where my life trajectory would have gone. So yeah, kind of interesting. So as both of you were recovering from religion, I mean, how, how much did you get plugged into communities? How, how much did that help you when you were, you know, coming out of, of religious ideology? I was plugged. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm plugged into the background mostly. I, I didn't really engage much, but I would watch the videos, mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's kind of what ended up happening. Why I started my channel was that a lot of the videos that I was watching when I finally admitted that I was an atheist, um, they all started like going out and covering different topics, and we're like, well, I still have stuff to say about this, mm -hmm. so I did. Yeah, and uh, I can I can I just say like Ethan has had his channel for a year now, um, a year and a half into my channel is when my wife found out that I had a channel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like just to put that in perspective. I don't know. <laughs> Ethan, did you hear that? <laughs> I hear everything. He hears everything. He's lurking. Ethan, Ethan is the god. Uh, <laughs> omnipresent all that you know all that <laughs> right. yeah but with the benefit of you know existing which is cool um oh, <laughs> dan by the way i i do want to maybe not tomorrow but we're gonna have to set this up because i want to see if you're as oh, good oh that, shit oh shit challenge wait this you're not supposed to actually check my claims here that's not what we do <laughs> yeah. this isn't this isn't what that's about okay <laughs> well i sure want the truth so <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe a different time. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, you know, actually Vice was a guy I was watching back when I was first kind of figuring out my voice before I even was really plugged into any kind of community at all, you know, and, and that looking back at that, I realized how important videos like the ones that we try to make as content creators are for people who are out there living in the middle of nowhere, who can't easily plug into these communities. You know, I'm very lucky to be in a place where I could fit. Well, not right now, but why could physically be in the presence of other people that was not a luxury i had for a long time uh, so i'm i'm grateful for that opportunity and for what recovering from religion does and i'll tell you a story uh, gail jordan who has served as an executive director at, at recovering for religion actually wrote a letter to my parents when i was coming out um, to kind of help smooth things over. And and she wrote this very lovely letter about yeah. how, hey, Dan's a nice guy and he's gone through a lot and you should listen to him. Oh. And um, it was one of the nicest things somebody's ever done for me. I, I talked about it actually on my episode of Truth Wanted where she was a guest on it. So if you want to hear more about exactly how that went down, I, I suggest you check that out. But um, yeah, so I, I, I owe a little bit to recovering from religion actually. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it's incredible how much we're helping each other. Like I, like even if I wasn't an atheist, I'd want to be a part of this community. It's just yeah. so yeah. It's just yeah. helpful yeah. and warm. Yeah, amazing. Well, so what is what is epistemology? I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like it's, it's the, the study of being pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, study of knowledge, right? Study of how we know things. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those big words that. I'm I'm so used to hearing it now, but it's like when you throw it out casually in conversations, people are like, what? Like, what are you yeah. saying? Like, yeah, um, you know, it became um, a very important word in my life in particular, talking about street epistemology. But yeah, that's the study of what you know and how do we know things and can we know things and what is knowledge? You know, it's uh, all about uh, questions. It's a lot. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Is it there like there's like. Is there a right way or a wrong way to use epistemology? I mean, there are definitely epistemologies that I don't think are great ways of knowing true things. Um, but, you know, then we talk about, well, what is truth, right? And then, you know, it's this whole long rabbit hole. And, and that's that's really what my show is about, just long rabbit holes of things that um, may or may not be resolved. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's complicated, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're all just brains in a vat anyway, so. Right. Brains in a vat, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 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 Who can't ground our morality? Um, Obviously. Yeah. I had the experience the other day of, of a, a person uh, asking, telling me they know what's going to happen to them when they die. Do I know what's going to happen to me when I die? As a way of trying to start a conversation. And I, I said to him, I said, you know, no is a, a the wrong word to use when you just really, really believe something but can't you know, justify that belief, which took us down this rabbit hole like you're yeah. talking about. And starting to explore these concepts with people um, can be such a great tool for just getting them to think about, you know, what do I know? What do I really know? Um, which can lead to being in a position like all of us are in. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Right. So how can everybody find you both? Um are, are you both you're both on YouTube? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Vice Vice Rhino on YouTube at Vice Rhino on Twitter. I have a Facebook page, but I don't do anything there. Mm. Yeah, I am um, on YouTube. It's the YouTube channel is Truth Wanted. But if you want to follow my uh, whatever antics I'm up to, I post on Twitter a lot at Objectively Dan. Um, and those are the best ways to find me. Yay. Okay. 
Well, thank you guys for being here. This is awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I and thanks for asking so many questions. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, uh, Vice Rhino. Thank you, Objectively Dan and Vice. Thank you for uh, inviting me on your channel the other day. We had uh, a great conversation about Matt it Powell was. and many other things. Oh, boy. A lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> we, we we ran the gamut. That conversation went everywhere. It, it was a lot of literally fun. Literally everywhere. Uh, that Most conversations I'm a part of have a habit of going literally everywhere. Well, it can be the best conversations. <laughs> that, that's true. You so, cover so well, many topics. There is. And there's so much in this brain. Yeah. So much to do. So much to see. So much to ask. All right. Well, objectively, Dan, I'll check your smash claim soon. Vice Rhino, thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Have All a right. Night. See you guys. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I'm having so much fun. You know, it's been revealed to me in a way that I can know to be true that I, I would be better than you at Smash Brothers if we were ever to explore that. Um, <laughs> and, oh my God. Yeah. I, I need proof. Yeah. So that's how I objectively ground my claim to be a superior Smash Brothers person. It's been <laughs> revealed to me. Dude, there was something I wanted to say. And yet again, it's going out. There was like, mm. drives me nuts. But anyways, let's let's get our next guests on. Uh, first up, we have V Laviaca. V, how's it going? Hey, hey everybody! <laughs> oh my God. Ah, all my favorite people are here. Yay. Oh, stop it! We got more family coming. Yes, yes. And then next up, we have Drew, the genetically modified skeptic. Yay. Hey, people! Hey. hey. I, uh, I, have, I have to say that some of my favorite people are in here, too. And uh, also some people that I haven't been able to hang out with quite yet, but now have the pleasure of doing so for the first time. So, yeah. Kenneth, Ethan, really happy to hang out with you guys for the first time here. Pleasure to meet you. You too, man. Thanks for doing this. I, yeah, I, and absolutely. I gotta say, I've got I to gotta gush for a moment because I've watched your videos for a long time. Uh, you were one of the only other atheists I originally watched and followed. So, uh, love your channel, Drew. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, there were people that I watched in the beginning that inspired me. So it's just a successive chain and you will yes. inspire plenty of people of your own. I'm sure you already have. I hope so. And then uh, also, last but not least, Anthony Magnabosco. Hey, hey, what's up? I just saw that Dan was on and I wanted to see if he had five minutes for like a follow-up conversation. With the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got his number, so I'll just, I'll, I'll reach out to him afterwards. That's okay. Don't worry about it. So for those who don't know, on Anthony's channel, he likes to do follow-up conversations and time them. So go check it out. I, I can't even explain how glad I am that my like initial collision with all these questions isn't on YouTube for everyone to see like it is with Dan. Oh my goodness, um, right? Yeah, and Dan's such that a good be sport a about movie. it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm really, really glad that Dan's initial kind of encounter with a lot of these questions is on YouTube because that's how we found out about each other. Like. I, I watched Anthony's videos really consistently and saw saw those videos. And uh, Dan had seen some of my videos when we met at, at the first Faithless Forum. And we just, you know, we recognized each other and hit it off immediately. So I'm, I'm when you really met. glad. Nice. That was when you met at the Faithless Forum? Dang. Yeah, yeah. So it's for some reason, I thought you guys knew each other beforehand, like, but yeah, okay. We cool. knew of each other, but mm, uh, I had yeah. always wanted to to talk to that that street epistemology uh, guy, you know, like the 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 guy that was kind of deconverted slightly because of, uh, of street <laughs> epistemology, and you know, I had, I had I was a big fan of yours, Anthony, and so that was like meeting meeting Dan was something that I really wanted to do, and all of a sudden he just 
kind of shows up and like and he's like hey you want to come sit over here and i was like wait you're in that video right you're the, fucking guy. You're, you're the guy and now you're the one well you've been you've been doing videos prior to that even i think how many how many years have you been doing videos uh wow. now i've been doing videos for for over three years but at the time it, it was around my one year anniversary mm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and v you've been doing videos for about a year two years a uh, year and a half, I think, uh, June of 2019, so. And your yeah. channel is about? It's about good internet hygiene, because we need that today. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, it's called How to Skeptic, and it's essentially about, you know, uh, cognition, research, and how you evaluate reality. Just, co just common sense stuff, right? Just, oh, Kenneth. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Did you I was do about this to make to that joke if you didn't. Oh, my God. Right? It's common sense stuff. Boy, is there ever a need for that stuff, too? Oh, my God. That's okay, for everybody who doesn't know, I'm, I'm messing. So, V, they, they did a, a video earlier, like today, about earlier today. <laughs> the problems with saying common sense. Go check it out. Watch V's content. I hate it's it. Awesome. I hate ah. it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. I've always been one of those people that people are like, it's common sense. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, tell me what common <laughs> sense is, and then we can have a conversation. But uh, it's nobody shared the common sense with me. <laughs> one one thing I really like about about V's uh, like how to skeptic series is I'll get people like in my comment section who ask me, it'll timestamp something I say in one of my videos and be like, I don't really understand the I guess the epistemology behind that. I don't really get the the tool that you're using there in your kind of skeptics toolkit. And I can be like, okay, well, here's a video that you can go watch Yay! about that, you oh, know, and awesome. just link to these <laughs> channel. I've, I've been mm. able to do that several times. So it's, 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 it's a fantastic watch, but also a really great resource if you are wondering about like the skeptical toolkit that, that we all have, mm. but yeah. we don't necessarily explicitly discuss, maybe just reference in passing a lot of the time. Well, we take a lot of these ideas for granted. And I think that V lays them out in a, in a very clear, concise way. Oh, I'm blushing you guys. Well, this is if so I nice. could just th throw onto that, uh, I love the video that you did about the backfire effect and you challenged <gasps> yeah. the common conception that it's even a thing. Mm -hmm. And I love that you are challenging the skeptics who make these claims. And that's exactly what we should be doing. Yeah. There are no sacred cows in this business or this, this activism thing that we're doing as far as I'm concerned. And I love that you are challenging that and, and questioning it. That's exactly what we should be doing. We need to go where the science takes us. And exactly. I thought that was awesome. Hey, if you're going to hold a standard for one side, you got to hold it for the other, right? Mm. Exactly. And if we learn that the backfire effect isn't a thing or we need to tweak something the way that we interact with people by asking questions or whatever, then I think that's what we need to do. It would be silly to just be dogmatic about something because that's just the way that we've always been doing it or something. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be skepticing, would it? Well, no, and no. doesn't doesn't recovering from religion use kind of like a like a street epistemology type approach in their training? Yeah, they do. Uh, oh, I, cool. A couple of weeks ago, I gave a class like an advanced SE class where I try to talk about some of the things based on my experience of SE, where you use it to question people's views with the idea of possibly leaving a pebble in their shoe, wonder, doubt, etc. Yeah. Yes, at recovering from religion, they do a variation of SE they specifically train their people in some of those approaches, those techniques, because they get a lot of people reaching out to them who need help. They are, they still have a lingering fear of hell. How many atheists out here watching today, maybe even on the panel, every once in a while, maybe you struggle with that a little bit, 
That's a mm -hmm. common thing that they can use to question you if you text them or call mm -hmm. and help you figure out what solution you think would fit you best. So it's a perfect use of that of that SE or Socratic questioning approach. Anthony, would you mind talking a little bit about because you've been volunteering with RFR for years. What, what has that experience been like for you? When I first started, it was I was just pulling up the numbers. So for the last six years, I've been interviewing people who want to be an agent for RFR or affiliated with the organization. Hmm. So I'll do I was given like, I don't know, 25 questions and I conduct an interview with people who want to be volunteers. That's been going on for six years now. But a couple of years prior to that, I was an agent. I was taking phone calls. They didn't even have a text component then. And I think at the time you had to schedule a, a block of time to take calls. So I always did the 10 p.m. to 12 midnight because I thought, well, you know, I'm usually up working anyways. I might as well take a few phone calls. They've since switched that model where whenever you're available, you can take the calls. But it was profound. It was profound to see the pain that a lot of these people, whether you're an atheist or a questioning believer or anything in between, there's a, there's a big struggle out there. People don't have a lot of people are not, they don't know that they're surrounded by a lot of people who probably think the same as they do, I think, or maybe they're just really isolated, but to have somebody to talk to or to text with is invaluable. And I've seen that firsthand as a, as an agent. And then because I'm still in that, in that culture, in that community, I see the conversations that are happening and the agents are phenomenal. They're really, really good about listening, active listening and doing that respectful question that you might see in an SE conversation. Mm. Anthony, um, bringing it back to Cincinnati for a minute there. Uh, I remember I know what you you're giving a, <laughs> you think okay, you go. do, you think, I'm not telling it's that not, story. It's not the failed joke <laughs> anecdote, is it? <laughs> Okay. No, not this time. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I remember being at your seminar uh, for SE and being in the audience. And uh, I actually made a very, very wonderful connection with somebody sitting next to me doing SE with them. And like, we talk to this day and like, no he's, kidding. he is somebody I've actually edited his book. He's an atheist author. Um, so we ended up connecting. Um, and I believe it was at your seminar and we were talking, uh, back and forth doing SE to each other. So like, that's a very like that's deep awesome. and important memory for me. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, we had a lot of people show up for those. There's a hunger for better techniques to talk to people about sensitive topics where they stay open and 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 you can make progress with them at their own pace. So yeah, that's great. That's Something scary. like uh, myself having a, a counseling psych degree and some a bit of social work background. Something that drew me to SE was that drew adaptability you? of the. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. Uh, I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> it. It was it was the adaptability of the of the method to really sensitive topics, really sensitive uh, environments, and you you can you can do SE with people that you just met in a completely casual, you know, environment where you're not necessarily discussing trauma, uh, mm -hmm. in maybe yeah. in the, in the case of V speaking to the person, uh, in at American atheist in Cincinnati. But then also if things get a lot heavier, like maybe over the line, uh, when you're talking on, on the phone with an agent from recovering from religion, the same method could be adapted for a much more sensitive situation. Yeah. Um, without necessarily uh, pushing any buttons or pushing any boundaries that don't need to be tread across mm -hmm. at, at that time. It, that's, that's something that drew me to, to SE 
pretty quickly seeing how similar it was to a lot of the active listening and uh, Socratic questioning that I was taught to do as you know, being trained to be a counselor uh, in, mm. in a past life. So I just mm. learned what sea lioning is. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's something we about, about like, asking questions in a way that you're trying to seem sincere, but you're actually trolling. How do we explain to people that we're not sea lioning? Like the internet, you know, like the whole like, internet. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like all of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the best ways to make sure that you're not sea lioning is to check in periodically to see if your conversation partner wants to continue. Mm-hmm. And if they say, no, your questions are annoying. Uh, why, how, how come you didn't pick up on this five questions ago? Mm-hmm. And you probably should have been paying closer attention. So don't overwhelm your conversation partner with questions. Always get a sense of whether they're willing to participate or not. And open yourself up to the same questions back in return. And I think if you do those things, and there's probably a couple other things you can do, then I don't think that it fits that interesting definition of sea. What is the definition of sea lying? Like, uh, <laughs> Just sort of e- asking questions over and over again to frustrate. Why, why would you want to frustrate your conversation partner? That doesn't <laughs> well, bring if clarity. Trolling, yeah, if you're yeah. trolling, then that is literally. If you're trolling, your absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It is a little tougher, I think, to do SE street epistemology on Twitter or in like a, in a written exchange where there's people watching, mm. because I think it's easier for people to, to. It's not a. It's not. It's just not a natural type of or conversation, I guess. It's a little bit harder. So maybe it might appear more like sea lining if you're just asking. They just see these questions going back and forth mm-hmm. with no periodic check-in like we talked about. But So maybe getting Yeah, consent? I think it's different. Like, hmm? like, I guess getting consent? I like that, Jenna. Yeah. Yeah, we try to get... Yeah, actually, this reminds me, uh, we're writing a course for street epistemology. Experts who have been doing this for a long time and people who are familiar with writing adult learning they're, they're familiar with adult learning concepts. The two of us are meeting, and it's, it's this international thing where we want to teach people how to do this, and consent, obtaining consent, and asking yourself what your own motivations are, are very early on in the process. We so want to I try think- to bake in an ethical component to this whole thing. So sorry. I just realized that we've been saying SE and talking about straight epistemology, yeah. but I don't, some people might not know what that is. Who wants to define? I've been talking too much. <laughs> I don't think that there's anyone more appropriate. Yeah, than yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no one's volunteering do for it. this. You got to do well, it. Well, I heard Dan mention. Dan, Dan was defining epistemology as the study of knowledge, and street epistemology isn't so much. It's a misnomer and it's a horrible name, but we're kind of stuck with it, and we we sort of branded it now, and it's this thing. But it's essentially where you ask questions to ask your conversation partner, who's making the claim to reveal why they think the claim is true and how they confirm that those are good reasons. So it's not asking them to convince you as the questioner, it's asking them how they became convinced and trying to be respectful and reveal the true reasons for their level of certainty that what they think is true is really true. There's a whole lot more to it. We could, we could really get into the weeds if we wanted to, but that's just the, you know, the tip of the iceberg there. Okay. Mm. And then Drew, you, you spend a lot of time doing individual like personal research on all of the different topics that you do i know that you've talked to me about how much time you spend on that do you want to talk about that at all yeah oh oh man i mean i think the last time (laughs) that we were talking about something i was going on and on and on and about like ai or something (laughs) like that and uh i don't even i don't even know how long that conversation went uh really my my process for for 2020 was i have an audible subscription i and listening to things if I'm not doing something that prevents me from listening to things. So 
yeah, that means basically I wake up, find whatever the content is, plug it into my brain and go, 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 go. And getting through, I, I got through more reading in 2020 than I think I have ever gotten through in a single year in my entire life, even nice. in school. And mm -hmm. just, just for entertainment. So, you know, I, I was reading things like Jonathan Haidt's The Righteous Mind. Uh, I recently read uh, Peter Singer's Animal Liberation. Uh, I read a few different uh, fiction books that inspired me a little bit, but I also read a lot, like a lot of Carl Sagan. <laughs> uh, things, I've, things I've read and things I haven't read. Um, some some rereading, but basically my my process for 2020 and making videos was reading books I was already just interested in, taking a little hidden nugget of interesting knowledge or, or something that was particularly impactful for me, and figuring out how to explain that without requiring the rest of the context of the book. Mm -hmm. uh, and so some of that was there is a Bart Ehrman's Lost Christianities. I read that one. That's brilliant. Uh, it's it's fascinating. I think I read it four times in 2020 just because it was so it was so fun. Uh, but yeah, taking these little bits of of knowledge about sects of Christianity that most of us have never heard of, but yes. this leading religious scholars writing about because there's tons of research about it and none of us have heard about it. And it's it's certainly not spoken about on YouTube in a short form manner. Mm -hmm. And so translating content that has been delivered in one way and and yeah just translating it into another medium while also adding in little bits of my own personal take on it how it might affect me because ultimately what youtube is about is eliminating the distance between the viewer and the creator i want people to think and and realize that i'm going through this stuff i'm thinking about this stuff and it's affecting me personally too and so if learning these things about Christian sects or about morality or about anything that I talk about is affecting them. Well, they're hopefully they could say they're in good company because it's, it's affecting me as well. Now it's a little bit more boring to talk about staying up until 4am to uh, go over and over and over and reading, reading these books and making notes on my phone, at different parts of different chapters. Uh, but lots of reading, translating things from from interesting books and then just trying to add in a personal element that's been the the recipe for my channel in 2020 and i like it so probably keep doing it going forward awesome it's pretty evident from your videos that it's there's a big part of you in it mm -hmm. it's, that's yeah. the thing is that i think we need more perspectives and that's what i love about it yeah and if if i get something wrong you know i i, I actually did make a really big mistake in a video in 2020 um responding to frank turek uh, at one point. And I, I, that's, that's not a situation where I want to get something wrong. And, and people told me what it was. Essentially, I conflated the, um, the multiverse hypothesis for uh, a different version of, of not quite a multiverse hypothesis, but basically there was some conflation between two hypotheses within theoretical physics. Uh, I knew within about 24 hours that I'd conflated those because my fans had let me know. I spoke with one of my fans who is a physicist. I realized what I got wrong and I was like, okay, maybe I should just take this down and make an apology video. So I, I, I did that and guess what the result was? Well, everybody's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, good job. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's, that's what should happen. And 
Now, Frank Turek hasn't taken down any of his videos where he's, he's made mistakes and been called out, but I, uh, I'm really happy to have an audience that if I make mistakes, they can call me on it, I can admit to them, and we can move forward from there because none of us are infallible. None of us are going to be free of mistakes through our, throughout our body of work. And, yeah. and, and putting myself personally into my videos a little bit does add some vulnerability, but at the same time, I, I want to kind of set an example for people. You know, if you mess up, then keep keep moving. Ad admit it and keep moving. It's all right. It's just going to happen. Mm. I've often said that one of the best things about our community is that we hold ourselves to a higher standard than Frank Turek. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure getting to speak with such a thoughtful group of people who are doing such great work. Y'all, you guys are just a, 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 a exceptional group of humanists, if, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, so Thank how you. can everybody find you all? What are the names of your channels and how can people find you? V. Uh, we're all so polite. Um, <laughs> I'm on various ACA shows, so Secular Sexuality and also Talk Heathen that air on Thursday and Sunday, respectively. I also have my own stuff. I'm doing way too much right now, so come support me, help me do more things. Uh, I've got my How to Skeptic show. I've also got Say La Vie, which is a live stream which happens every Thursday before Secular Sexuality. I'm also doing a review of Lee Strobel's The Case for Christ soon, and I'm in the process of developing podcast episodes for a brand new surprise podcast that is coming out in the next couple months. So lots mm. of stuff. Uh, if you want to support me, my link tree information is in the description. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Anthony. Okay. So I added, I just recently added a link tree link just because Ethan had asked me if I had one and I didn't, and I'm trying to keep up with, with the younger generation here as best I can. <laughs> so I stuck that in my Twitter bio. So if you find me on Twitter, go to my Twitter profile, you'll see the link tree. And I have some links to some of my top 10 conversations, a link to the discord server where the team is building this course is, is, uh, is hiding or not really hiding, but we're there amongst all sorts of great discussions about street epistemology. There's the Street Epistemology website. Oh, and we founded a nonprofit to funnel some money to people who want to help promote this method. And yeah, go to my Twitter. You can reach out, find my stuff. Thanks for having me out. And Thanks congratulations so to Ethan, of course, for his first yes. year. And to RFR. You know, they, mm. they do great work and hopefully we can raise some money for them. Thank you. And Drew. All right. So you can find me on YouTube at Genetically Modified Skeptic, uh, Twitter at GM underscore skeptic. I have a Facebook page, but like Vice Rhino, I don't do shit with it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure my link tree is in the description if you want to find any more links. But uh, in lieu of supporting me, please make a donation to Recovering from Religion because that's ultimately what we're all here for. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll see some of the viewers in my comment section sometime. Uh, if not, really, really glad to, to be able to be on here with all you guys. Yeah, thanks Yay. so much, everybody. Thank you all so much. Join in. All right. All right. Uh, dude. Now. Now, let's bring our next guests on. Boom. All right. We have, wait, where is it? Wait, crap. I don't know where, here it is. We got Cynthia McDonald, and I don't know what happened. Oh, here he is. And Thomas Westbrook. Yeah, literally right as, as you were adding me, all of a sudden it kicked me out of the studio. And I was like, uh oh, my God. <laughs> So we were going to talk about perspective with y'all and y'all both have such amazing perspectives to offer. Thomas, you were raised in Azerbaijan. Cynthia, you have a fascination for history and black history. And I just, you know, 
what what would y'all like to share with us about anything that you've learned? Yeah, you're both more interesting than me and Jenna. So just you know, take over. Where was going to Those are lies. Those are all right. lies. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, I, I I will acquiesce to you. I was going to let you go first, but uh, since we're in a, a time rush, I can. Uh, per- perspective is an interesting thing because you know I grew up in a missionary culture and my family was very fundamentalist evangelical religious like bible believing young earth creationist christian and so i grew up under that type of umbrellas and it, it affected everything it affected the type of science that i learned you know i wasn't really exposed to how you know science works i was taught young earth creationism i was taught a very purity culture type of um focus when it comes to learning about sex and relationships. I didn't even really learn good history because a lot of the history that I learned was very much just based on whatever the Bible says is true. Mm. So that really shaped my perspective growing up. And it wasn't until college that I really started kind of peeling back the layers of the onion and getting a bigger perspective. And like I always say, you know, I think truth withstands scrutiny. We shouldn't be afraid to explore and learn new things. So having more perspective and having, you know, a bigger, wider view of not just what you believe, but what others believe, I think helps to shape our understanding of how the world actually works. Mm. What about you, Cynthia? Totally. I, I agree with that. I'm mean, even though like I, I was not raised in like a a a, a deep fundamentalist uh, Christianity sect. I was raised Christian. Um, I was Episcopal, but I got uh, saved when I was in college. And um, that was more of a charismatic evangelical um uh, what is that? Uh, pe- uh, Pentecostal type uh, life. And um and I know that for me, uh, when I started to study to be a minister and I started to dive a little bit deeper into the Bible, that's when I was starting to see things that were very problematic. And when I started to ask questions, no one could really answer them for me. Mm-hmm. And um, or it would say, well, you just need to have faith or you just need to pray about it and God will give you understanding or things of that nature. And and I just didn't feel that that was like good enough, you know, and I, I know for me, it wasn't really until like, you know, I, I came like, you know, into my uh 40s for 40s that I <laughs> that you know I kind of like um I kind of kind of I, I abandoned like you know my my theistical believing and and just said that you know I don't know and um and uh I feel a lot better that I've done that you know and and I think that that really helped me as far as like being able to use a more skeptical lens when it came to anything um, even when it comes to like, you know, my beliefs or what or uh, what I hold to be true or even like what I even hold to value. Like I started questioning those those things. And, and, and I feel that um, as you as you just said, Thomas, that, you know, things if they if they are true, if they are factual or anything of that nature, they should hold up to scrutiny. Um, and and I would always encourage any person to really don't feel bad about challenging beliefs and things that have been told to you for so long. Just because it's been, you know, been around for a very long time doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Mm. Mm. And just because there's stigma against not believing it doesn't mean that it's 
that it's true. Correct. So for for example, I had a really tough time when leaving my faith because, you know, over 20 years of just being completely all out, you know, I, I went 100% in. I didn't just believe it. I hardcore believed it from missions conferences as a missionary kid to becoming a missionary myself later, youth pastor, worship leader, church camp counselor, Christian fraternity, like the whole nine yards, anything that you can imagine, I was in it. And, mm -hmm. you know, Bible believing, hand raising, you know, tongue talking, falling out. Yeah. I, I always felt a little weird with tongue talking because I tried mm -hmm. it like in the privacy of my own home. And as a linguist, you know, studying other languages, to me, it didn't feel like a real language. I'm like, glossolalia is just gibberish. It's like baby talk. Exactly. So I always thought maybe I just don't have the Holy Spirit, spirit in me. But I, I heard other people, you know, speaking in tongues. And I'm like, eh. That was always a weird one for me. Yeah. But when, when you go through it for 20 plus years or for an entire lifetime and then you come out of it and all of your friends and all of your family and everyone else still believes that you start feeling like something's wrong with you mm -hmm. and you're told not to question, not to doubt that it's wrong, that atheists are sinful and evil and awful and they just want to live a life of sin and they just go through phases when something hard happens to them. And that's so not true. And the second that you start to realize, not just that you've stopped believing in it because you've done the research, but you start to realize that there's other people out there, other people can relate, and that there's resources like Recovering from Religion, it makes that journey so much easier. And so, like, I know right now we're, we're sitting at almost four-fifths of the way into this fundraiser. But I've I've worked with Daryl. I've, I've, you know, been friends with him now for years. And I love everything that he's doing with it. They have live chats that that people, if you need help to talk with someone, you go on there, there's someone just like that will, you know, pick up the phone or, or open, respond to your chat. And they've got a ton of resources. And mm -hmm. I wish that I had known about something like this when I was leaving my faith, because yeah. it would have made the journey so much easier. And, Same. you Same. know, if, if one of the biggest things that, that, throttles growth in any industry or any area is oftentimes finances and they've grown way faster than their financial support has. So let's see if we can hit it to 5,000 before the end of this stream. Yeah. Yay. Thomas, totally it, agree. It's yeah. a really interesting thing that you're, you're touching on here of this idea that I know a lot of people, myself included, when coming out of religion, it wasn't just that I believed these, you know, all of the biblical stuff, but my identity was wrapped up in my, in being a Christian and <laughs> I, I, what advice would you give to people who don't see the distinction between them and their beliefs? You know, like it's so common if you tell somebody, you know, that you don't, you know, if someone makes a claim, you're like, I'm not sure I believe that, that it can feel like you're, you're attacking them as a person, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. And for that, I, I like to think of beliefs in terms of like arrows in the quiver. So if, if I tell you, you know, oh, lightning never strikes the same place twice and you're like, oh, actually it does. And you show me proof of it. I'm not emotionally attached to that belief system. So I can take that arrow out of my quiver and swap it with a new one that's better. Mm -hmm. And I have a better understanding of the world. But if you make your belief system like the quiver itself and it becomes part of your identity, I am a Christian, I am a Hindu, I am a Jehovah's Witness, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this stuff's not true. Well, everything that I am that I think is me and wrapped up in my, you know, my identity is wrapped up in, all of a sudden you have an identity crisis. Mm. Right. And so I think that the first step is to kind of, you know, con to, to, to convince people that the truth is worth pursuing and that if something's true, that no matter how much you scrutinize and look behind the curtain, 
it's going to still be true. And if it's not, wouldn't you want to go wherever the truth leads? So if you're able to kind of disconnect yourself emotionally from what you believe, mm -hmm. then, and say whether or not this is true, I want to know, then you can actually start making progress and start learning and discovering what's true. Oh my God. Amen. Yeah. I like to add to that and just tell people, and then this is just for me personally, that when you actually become, um, come into the knowledge of new information, that just because you have new information doesn't necessarily mean that that changes who you are as a person. And, and I think that like oftentimes that when we are in like, you know, type of religious settings that, you know, we are, get, we get so wrapped up into ceremony, uh, iconography, symbols, uh, even like, you know, the leadership that's ahead of us, right? And say, this is who I am and this is what I've always been. But when you actually come to the, uh, come into the knowledge of something different then all, and, and especially if it starts to um, shake like the foundation of what you've learned and what have, and, and, and what you have like gotten so long in your life, then all of a sudden you feel that you, like you mentioned before, Thomas, like you have an identity crisis, but mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. It just means that you learned something new. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't it at a time that if you were in school and you basically learned a new math formula, did that change who you were as a person? Mm. No, that just means that you just learned a new math formula, you know? And it's the same well, thing in this particular case as well. I mean, you know, lack of better analogy, but still, Anytime that you're actually getting in type any type of new information or even have like, you know, the uh, wherewithal to start to question what you've learned mm -hmm. so far, that does not necessarily have to change you, like the, the crux of who you are, the personality of who you are. It just means that I learned something new and maybe I need to think about this before I say that this is actually true or not. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I will never go so far as to say that all religions are cults, right. but there's something that cults do and religions are really good at it too. And many of them that are in that cult category do is that they'll strip down who you are mm -hmm. and kind of strip you and rob you of all of your identity and make it just about the group and just yeah. about this group identity and group belonging. It's like, no, you are an individual. You are someone to be celebrated. And that is a beautiful thing. So again, and, and I'm, I'm pulling it back into the, the fundraiser because we're almost to the end of this live stream, but being able to show people that you are an individual and you can win that back, you can claim that back and you can grow and be empowered in who you are with or without your religion, I think is a beautiful thing. And I, I get emails all the time from people that talk about how they faced incredible discrimination and hatred for coming out as gay, for coming out as atheist. They've had family members, you know, spouses leave them. They've been shunned by friends and family. You know, they've had a uh, priest uh, sex abuse get covered up in order to protect the faith. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. And there's so much harm that is just not talked about enough in society. And so there's not great resources until recovering from religion. And it's not the only resource, but it's a fantastic one. And if you guys are able to donate, go and hit that donate button. Please. Thank donate. you so much. So both of you obviously have a lot to say, and I would love to listen to both of you for hours. So how can more people do that? Cynthia. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so I am, uh, I, I usually guest host sometimes on the nonprofits, which is an ACA show that comes on on Sundays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, also, I am, I have a show called The 13%, currently in hiatus because we're revamping our channel, but we will be back hopefully this month. And um, that particular show talks about uh, socio-political issues that are surround the uh, black community that comes from chattel slavery. So once we're up and running, please check us out. You can check all that stuff in my link tree. Just go, uh, whoever's a, a, a mod, just, you know, 
exclamation point Cynthia. <laughs> and holy Kool-Aid. Uh, I don't really need to plug anything. Just if, if you want to Google search holy Kool-Aid and that's, that's it. And so. donate. Yeah. And donate. <laughs> Thank you, Cynthia. Thank, Thank you, Thomas. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Before we bring our, our, our next guest on, we are running a little bit over. Um, I want to give a special shout out to everyone knows her and I'm sorry, I'm putting a little bit of attention on her, but best name ever. She is incredibly supportive, works tirelessly behind the scenes and within the community and helps us both out. And she is a, also a very good friend. So thank you. Best name. Uh, Thank you to all the mods, uh, all the production people helping me behind the scenes, Cynthia and Nate, to the people that created the flyers and the, the intro videos. Like if you liked that intro video in the beginning, that was Nate, man. That thing was beautiful. It was pristine. Amazing. It's very so, impressive. Uh, let's bring our next guest on first. Oz, we wanted to squeeze him in for a few minutes. How you doing? <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm officially somewhere where I think you may be able to hear me. I can definitely hear you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Jenna, Kenneth, <laughs> Ethan, what the hell's going on? <laughs> hey, so you're you're pretty pretty passionate about mental health and atheism and skepticism and all kinds of things. Uh, yes, all of those. And I don't know if you guys noticed uh, the murder shed Steve guy was just creeping over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, yes, Jenna. Everything you said. The uh, mental health, even um, recovering from religion, which is the you know the whole point in, in this stream like uh, all of that i eat breathe drink all of that and the atheist roundtable y'all have segments right like that's something that's unique that i haven't seen in too many uh atheist youtube shows yeah we, we tried to um give uh, actually ethan and i have talked about this quite a bit uh we, we tried to do as much of the serious conversations we can you know whether, whether it's uh epistemology or philosophy or um, you know, just why people believe what they believe, but also uh, supply uh, humor and uh, satire and give people a break from uh, just the, the normal, you know, argument style uh, of uh, YouTube uh, content, you know, so, so we try to kind of be all encompassing and it be kind of a, a place where anybody and everybody can find a, you know, either a show or a segment or uh, something that they enjoy uh, on our channel. Yeah, because we're all people, not just collections of arguments. Right. <laughs> people that you see on on like atheist YouTube. Incidentally, when is the the YFNA uh, Tart rap battle happening? Because there was some mm. chatter going back and forth. Well, um, Ethan, Ethan, <laughs> I, Ethan, I, Ethan, I talked about this, and now now I'm gonna put Ethan on the spot because as I was getting disconnected, um, I heard him earlier. But we had a conversation a week or two ago, and he was like, "Oz, I've heard some of your shit." And uh, I don't know if I want, if I'm up to this, I don't know if I'm oh, up to this challenge. Thanks, Oz. Right. Thanks. <laughs> I was not aware of that. Um, so, so if, if Ethan still wants that smoke, he can still get that smoke. Well, you know, for, for, for fun, I think we should definitely do it sometime. Although I'll say this, man, when it comes to, it, it maybe not rapping, but when it comes to stage performance, there is no one that can come close to me, Oz. And that includes you. And Ethan, I've seen some of your stuff. I will 100% give that to you because even when I was traveling and rapping, there was always a hype man behind me because I was not the hype man. I was the rapper. <laughs> I'm a great hype man. I've done dances to Beyonce single ladies in pink booty shorts. I know NSYNC, Bye Bye Bye. Like, I'm just, 
I, I'm off the wall. But dude, did you know real quick, I have also, and I have the old footage of this so I can supply the evidence if required. I was on stage rapping with Vanilla Ice for about 30 seconds when cool. he was in the Chicagoland area, man. It was the coolest thing ever. Ethan, if I can what be honest, that doesn't, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> well, I guess I think that's a good thing. No, it, it, absolutely. I, I, I love that you, uh, you don't give a shit what people think. Like you're going to have yeah. fun and do you and be you. And I love that. Yeah. That's uh, honestly, and that was one of my fears with, and one of the reasons I held back when I first created this channel. And it, when we get our, my next two guests on in a moment, we'll go into like my first video, but I was trying too hard to, I wasn't being myself. I wasn't just being like putting the entertainer spin on it because I've always wanted to find a way to make atheism fun for, for the, the layman, something they can follow yeah. because at times it, some of the things I see can be hard to keep up with, especially I'm not the most knowledgeable person. So I watch some of these people like Kenneth, Jenna, they're so smart. They are. And Eric Murphy, it's like, oh, V, you listen to them and you're like, how, how do these people store all this information? They're incredible. And it's, it, it can be in, very intellectually intimidating because you're like, I can't do what these people can do. But I stopped trying to do that. And I'm trying to be just my fun, entertaining, goofy self while teaching some skepticism as well, hopefully. You ended up doing that plus color. Plus what? Plus some color. You, oh, you, yeah, definitely. You it up a little bit, you know? Flair. Yeah, I don't like societal norms. So, yeah. Uh, authenticity is... Uh... Well, it's undervalued nowadays, but authenticity is, um, uh, that's your key to success in just about anything. If people know you're authentic and you're true to yourself and you're the real you, you will become a people magnet, whether you like it or not. And I'll say there's, there's a lot of people on YouTube who are, you know, decent with philosophy or history or, you know, argumentation or whatever. There are not a lot of people who are creating communities. Um, so I think that it, it takes more to do what you've been doing for the last year, Ethan, than what, you know, a lot of folks are, are doing. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this wouldn't be possible without the incredibly supportive community and people like willing to come on this channel time and time again. It's also because of you. That's why I'm making it because I have all the support and you guys are awesome. Kenneth, you lend so much intellectual credibility to my channel. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> no. Anyway, Oz, uh, thanks for, for jumping back in. Uh, appreciate it. I know we didn't get to get the time slot to work out, but hey, thank you for everything you do. Oz, where can people check you out at? Uh, <clears throat> well, simple, tar.live, but the, the, the thing I want to um, promote uh, tonight because it's uh, recovering from religion and uh, also you know celebrating content. Uh, February 20th, for those of you that have uh, just started YouTube, uh, Atheist YouTube channels, um, you're just starting to create content, you know, the last three, six, seven, eight, whatever months. Uh, we want you to come on our stream and we're going to do an entire stream dedicated to brand new uh, atheist YouTube uh, content creators. Uh, even if it's a podcast, we'll uh, we'll do that too. I think we have one person that's just doing a podcast. Uh, that's February 20th. We would love to have you email me at austin.tart or austin.tart.live. And we will make sure that you get to tell uh, anybody and everybody that listens on our channel about you, your channel, your goals, and uh, what you want your content to look like and sound like.
Awesome. Yay! Thank you so Sweet. much for joining us. All right, cool. Let's bring out our next two guests, Larry the Christian and Shanna, uh, Shanna Marie. So for hey, those guys. People, they were the first two people on my YouTube channel ever. Like that was the first video I released. It was a debate between a Hindu, a Christian, and an atheist. And I just look back at the quality and it's so, so different from my first video until now. It's improved so much. And uh, I, I was sitting in my car in the dark for that video. <laughs> You know, I watched it and I was so impressed with the both of you, uh, with how you kept your cool and you were just so, so charitable to each other. I loved it. Set the tone. Yeah. And I learned a lot about Hinduism. I, I didn't know um, nearly as much about Hinduism as you shared, Chana, about Thank you. Uh, the concept of it and about the balance of it versus the, the black and whiteness. You know, it's a different ideology. It's kind, it's it's different than uh, Western Abrahamic religion, for sure. But so you're a Hindu, but you're also a secular humanist. Is that correct? I would say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm also a, you know, a, a deconvert of religion, I guess. I, oh. I was raised a Christian and converted to Hinduism, but. So you don't consider Hinduism a religion? I do consider Hinduism a religion. Okay. I changed my religion. So I can oh, okay. not deconvert, but converted one to another. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Cause you could, yeah, I guess we typically think of recovering from religion in, in terms of people just leaving whatever their religion is and just kind of going off into, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm Probably. recovering with religion. Just yes, not that's one that I started with. And then Larry, you you seem so charitable as well. Like you you asked some really really good questions to her um, in that interview. I recommend that anybody go back and watch it. It was really good. I, I'm a question asker. Uh, I mean, it, I think Ethan would uh, and Kenneth would both yeah. uh, second that. I ask a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> I can relate yeah, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> like more, more than the usual. And uh, for those that don't know, um, you gave me questions I wasn't even expecting. Like, I think I had to defend the killing of trees. Yeah, you did. I was like, I wasn't ready for this, but I, I'm, I'm here we go. <laughs> yeah. I, my last text from Larry was asking me if, if we could talk about whether or not golf qualifies as a religion. Um, yes. So, yeah. The question. Never got a response. I never got a response. I'm thinking about it. So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, it it definitely does instill uh, some solid values. I'm just saying. So, uh, anyways, I uh, I want to take everyone off screen for just a moment, so Larry and I can have five minutes, and I'll bring you all back momentarily. Okay. All right, Larry. What's up, dude? Starting with you and I, my friend. February 4th, while that was the birth of the channel, it started two mm. weeks before that. Right. I was desperate to find somebody to debate me. That's what I was just trying to do, looking everywhere. Yep. So debate me on camera because I watched college shows and I'm like, I'm going to show these Christians I what's can do up. this. I, I, I can yeah, do I this. Got it. They make it look so easy on the call and shows. I could do what all of them could do. And holy crap, we had a, a WebEx meeting beforehand at, or yeah. for a debate. It ended up going two hours. And I'm so glad that footage is lost because I got hammered 
for two hours straight. And I, 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 I couldn't defend shit, man. You were killing me. I, I would I would pay large, large sums of money to find that footage. That footage has to be gold. I mean, it was it was epic. But that was that was the conversation that really started it all. It opened my eyes to a whole lot of things. And it really just set a spotlight on what this year has become for you. And I'm so excited about it that if if you remember you and I texting the next day, um, we we were calling that conversation conversation mental crack. Like it yeah. was my brain my brain had never operated at that speed and at, at that amount of like I was fully absorbed into the conversation. And again, this is a conversation between two people that fundamentally disagree. And I couldn't wait for more. We did another one the next night. Um, and then we had our first one that was Facebook only. Uh, and then we, I think we had, I think we actually had two of those. Yep. Uh, and then we had the one with Shanna and, uh, and that was when I retired. So just to steal from Kenneth, I am not a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, no, just, uh, just a good Christian who was uh, very much respond. Cause if you hadn't agreed to that first debate, there, uh, your friendly neighborhood atheist would not have been born. So it does all come back to to you and me. So I am eternally grateful. So thank oh, you. Cool. So you you will believe in eternity now. We're making headway. Uh, no, <laughs> nope. When I die, it's done and over with. I got you. So that's not eternally grateful. But I, I take it anyway. No, I'm just I'm just <laughs> busting your chops, buddy. I I know. I, I no, I can't. I can't say thank you uh, to you enough either. I mean, the the community that you've built uh, far exceeds anything that I could have possibly expected to be a part of. Um, friends that I've made from wildly different backgrounds. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, you got guys like Puck that I love talking to, I, and we don't agree on anything. But we love talking to each other. And the only thing that we can uh, sometimes agree on is uh, that it's pretty cool that my kids play pond hockey in my backyard. Um, Kenneth Leonard, who is, I consider, a really good friend. Uh, you, I, I mean, we talk multiple times a week. And it's for a long stretch. We were talking every single day. Um, you got guys like... Dean Meadows and uh, Lucas Giolis that we've got a, a, a group chat going on Facebook that started because of your channel that's been going for almost a year that that if you published it, it would probably be a three volume set. It's mm. insane how much we talk. Uh, I mean, just connecting people uh, that that's your that's your superpower. You connect people. Um, you connect people that don't agree with each other. You connect people that do agree with each other. Uh, and it's a real, real special talent that you've got. And I'm just really grateful that I got to be a part of any of it. Thank you, Larry. It's, you know, I always used to think because I was like, I guess, successful DJ in my area. I can karaoke guy, but I always thought I was the best at that, but that's not what it was. I was just really good at getting people to come out and hang out and start these communities. And that you're, 
you're right, is my superpower. I am really good mm -hmm. at bringing people together. And that's what the goal of this platform has been from the get-go, is to get people mm -hmm. who disagree, put them in a room, and make them have a friendly conversation. Like That's what this is about. I want to talk to people who disagree with me. I, I don't need more people who agree with me. I have plenty of those. I need people that are going to challenge my worldview, my morals, you know, make me a better atheist. You do, Larry. You make me a better atheist. But uh, uh, so I, I was joking around with uh, with some friends of mine right before um, New Year's. You know, all of these posts about like, oh, post something that you're really uh, proud of that you accomplished in 2020, and 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 I had joked with. Uh, a friend of mine. Um, well, I, I defended the Christian faith and launched a couple of YouTube channels for atheists yeah. in the, in, <laughs> as a consequence. Um, so, I mean, it, it's pretty cool that I get to be uh, your first uh, internet debate. I get to be Kenneth Leonard's first YouTube debate. Um, and you guys are both out there, you know, making waves in the atheist community and I mean, that's amazing it, it, that the fact that I get to be a footnote in any of those conversations is really a privilege. Well, thank you, Larry. Let me uh, go ahead and bring everyone uh, uh, back on. Um, I, I, I hope you heard him swooning over you, Kenneth. I, I don't like when he calls himself a footnote, <laughs> but it's been the, one of the most amazing things. I mean, 2020 was such a rough year for so many people. Um, and being able to become more involved in this community and get to know all these exceptional people, um, has been just such a, a blessing. I didn't want to use that word, but that's <laughs> how I feel. Approved. <laughs> Shanna, you were the first, the, the first Hindu person I ever got to have this conversation with. And looking back at that video, I almost feel bad because, it was both me and Larry actually challenging you and I wasn't challenging Larry at all. So it was almost like a two on one. Well, I think the second I told you both that it didn't matter to me what either of you believe that I was that it, in essence, my belief was non-conversion. I think that threw you both for like a major loop. I think and then it was all of a sudden like, wait, you don't want me to believe in something Oh, wait, you don't want me to be a Hindu and then. No, I mean, I, I think that I went on, I mean, on record, I haven't watched that video in almost a year, but uh, I think that I, I said at some point that you and Ethan had more in common than you and I did when it came uh, to. I would agree, except for the God on part. Some things, but then not on others. Right. Maybe, right. per, no, maybe I, I that definitely particular, agree. I think that particular debate highlighted more um, similarity between me and Ethan. But if we were to get into other aspects, you would see a greater similarity, I think, between you and I. Do you think y'all would want to do it again? Ooh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm retired. He's retired. <laughs> okay. I mean. I, I, I'm a comment troll. I'm best name. Best name hates me. She she tolerates oh, me. I, I can't. She tolerates me, but I, I I really enjoy being in the comment section and watching everything that uh, Ethan and and the co-hosts and and everybody in the neighborhood uh, is doing. 
and um, and and being off camera and enjoying uh, the content that you guys are creating and stirring the pot whenever possible. It's it's you're just actually, what I enjoy. You're actually enjoying the content. I love the content. I watch. Awesome. I, I there's. I don't think that there is a video that of the you know nine million four hundred and sixty seven thousand <laughs> that Ethan has put out in the last year. I, I don't know that there's one that I haven't watched. Uh, I, I I am very supportive of my friend Ethan. Very cool, Larry. You are gonna make me cry. That's so sweet. Um, I mean, you I, do put out a lot of content, and it is exhausting. I watch it all at one point seven five because it's too much. It, it, you know, we do do a lot, but I I finally got it to where I want like. I'm getting to do mental health shows with, with Jenna Belk on Sundays. I'm getting to do sex dating relationships with Hannah Vaughn on Thursdays. And then Tuesdays, uh, we bring uh, in a whole bunch of different co-hosts. Like Jenna and Kenneth will be hosting The Perspective this Tuesday where people call in with supernatural claims, belief in aliens, conspiracy theories. Um, you know, we try focus heavily on positive skepticism and friendly atheism. We want to hear why people believe what they believe. I really wish that you and Jenna would move your show to like 1 p.m. Central Standard Time so that I can watch it and call in. Literally at church while you guys are on the air. So, oh. no, listen, you gotta you gotta decide what your priorities are there, man. Don't, I mean, I don't, don't know. Church on Saturday. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in a, in 30 seconds or less, Shanna, is there anything you want to leave the audience with? I mean, I just find it was like a, it was a pleasure to be part of your first show and I'm glad that you invited us back. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we are the theists here, so, you know, save us for last, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, Shanna, you were, <laughs> just one, of the, you were one of the people that worked for me during one of my like mental health crises. So Shanna, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, see, you and I have both been major supports for each other through a lot of, um, mental health support through the pandemic and, uh, variety of things and i think that is one of the greatest things about the little community you have here is you know there's differences but there's also um a place to see similarities as well and that's always a great thing so thank you and larry 30 seconds or less dude i'm proud of you 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 did you, you took some you took something that was meaningless it was just, it was two guys that wanted to prove something to each other and to themselves. And it turned into something amazing and you took it and you ran with it. And I'm proud of you. Thank you, Larry. And thank you, Shanna. Thank you so much for being a part of it. We got three minutes left. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Everyone in the comments, uh, we're, we'd like 600 bucks more to go. And we've only got like four minutes left. I'd like to bring back on uh, all the regulars of your friendly neighborhood atheist. Hey, Kenneth, everybody. Kenneth Lennon, Brian and Hannah. You guys are awesome. Brian, you have really helped develop the perspective and, and, and getting it to what it is today. And you have been an instrumental part of my channel. Jenna, you were the first person to take a chance on me. And willing to come on my channel when nobody knew who I was and talk about a heavy topic, sex work, 
And, you know, thank you for believing in me. And thank you for doing the Ethan and Jenna show with me. Like this has, you have contributed. We do a show on mental health and you have contributed so much to my mental health. So thank you, Jenna. Thank you. You've done the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, if it wasn't for you, man, oh my God, you have challenged my mind so much and improved myself in this channel in so many ways. And the time you spend educating me and you know he first reached out to me similar to puck after he heard my debate with a presuppositionalist and in a nice way he's like you know you look like you needed some help <laughs> like yeah i do man and he's like well i was the president of the secular student alliance i'm like teach me man I, like yeah. help me and since then you know i pulled him in as hard as i could to get him in front of youtube and now i think he's embracing it and <laughs> kenneth you you are a great man. I, you know, I know I always refer to you as the Captain America of atheism because you are. You are a phenomenal positive influence on myself and the community. And I don't know what I would have done without you these past several months. Oh, same, man. Thank you. I so want one. Love. I want one. Hannah, Hannah <laughs> you were like a sign from God. Like, like. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't do that here. Like I, I was looking for a co-host, and you chimed in. And right when I spoke to you on video, I, I had to interview a few other people, but I was like, "She's it." And I remember messaging Jen. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm pretty confident Hannah's the one because her and I, like on camera, our chemistry is so fucking awesome, and I have so much fun. Like Thursdays is like my night to decompress with you, where." You're like my ADHD brother, where or sister. Um, <laughs> I could be a brother. <laughs> yeah, you could be a brother. Where we just get to go on camera and have fun and talk about relatable topics that impact people every day. And I can't tell you how many times where I've gotten done with our Thursday show, and I'm just like, ah, oh, like I just feel so much better because I get so much out. So thank you, Hannah. It's my I pleasure. I don't know if there are two people more than you and Ethan and Hannah that are more compatible. You're both just so bubbly and colorful and fun. And I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I knew we were going to be besties like from our first conversation. <laughs> so I think I told him before he'd even interviewed you that I was like, Oh no, y'all are good. <laughs> y'all are, y'all yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the fact that she had a studio was a plus, but yeah. Seriously, I did. I, I I promised you guys I'd let you go at ten thirty. It is ten thirty. We only have five hundred dollars more to go. So I guess as a way to continue it, since we didn't make the goal tonight, Jenna Belk and I will be doing a show on Sunday: mental health and recovering from religion. It is a live call-in show, and every single week we talk tack, tack, tackle different topics around mental health, like mental health and relationships, mental health and ADHD, mental health and sex, mental health and I don't know, but a lot yeah. of mental health. Yeah. Quarantine, because there's about to be a baby balk. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. And Daryl Ray will be joining us on Sunday too, actually, again. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> Speaking um, of making babies, Daryl Ray is going to be joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. So, uh, Brian, where can everyone check you out at? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on YouTube, uh, Brain Bugs Hive. Go check it out. Uh, got some cool stuff uh, lined up for the next couple of weeks. So, it's all set up. Uh, please enjoy my content. 
And I highly recommend checking out his, uh, he had a great conversation with Darth. I loved it. Man. <laughs> I loved it. I failed that conversation. Like I unfortunately took my past experience with that person and brought it into the conversation and decided to use a more trolling method. And I should not have done that. That was not very responsible, but Brian, you saved that call. So thank you. Yeah. Hannah, where can everyone check you out at? If you want to see me on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Central with Ethan on the pickup line where we just have a blast. Um, it's on his channel. Um, you can find me everywhere else. Just Hannah Von Fancy, Hannah V-O-N Fancy, pretty much everywhere, any all the social medias. Tomorrow night, are we playing video games? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. If anyone's interested, Smash Brothers on the Switch. Uh, probably 7 p.m. Central Time if you're interested. We're also going to voice chat in Discord while we play. Um, I won't have my Twitch set up by tomorrow, but I will by next Friday, and hopefully we can do this as a reoccurring thing. But if you play Smash on the Switch, reach out to me on Twitter. I'm always, almost always available. I shouldn't say always because I've been pretty busy lately. But yeah, I am you're a busy guy. <laughs> I respond to messages. So Yeah, that's going to be a blast. I will... Excuse me. I'm recovering from the coronavirus. Not even a joke. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I will be there tomorrow. Thank you to everyone who's donated. And Ethan, you should be very proud of yourself. I know you didn't get to the goal, but oh my gosh, like god damn near close. I know, so close. If everyone donates $5, we'll hit our goal and help support recovering from religion. That would be so cool. Yeah. Uh, all does, right. any, does anybody use Kirby? Because if if Kirby's open, I'll be I'll be joining you some sometime in the near future. Kirby's open. Yeah, I'm gonna kick Kirby's butt though. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Leonard, where can people check you out at, my friend? Uh, well, I've got my own YouTube channel, and I know there's a link down below. Um, I'm gonna be on Truth Wanted tomorrow, which is super exciting, and then uh, gonna be co-hosting the Perspective with Jenna Belk on Tuesday, which is gonna be freaking sweet. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of around. Um, I, I just want to say one thing, which is if you're watching this and you are recovering from religion yourself, you just watched a broadcast with more than two dozen people who have gone through what you have gone through. And please, please, please reach out to RFR. Um, th this is not just like a publicity thing. I mean, this is a, a really, really worthwhile and legitimate organization that does essential work. So please, please, please don't feel like you're going through things alone. I promise you don't have to. Uh, there is a whole community of people here who are here for you. And uh, Ethan, you should you should be very, very proud of yourself for what you've done here tonight, man. It's awesome. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. About, you know what we're doing next year? Next year, it's going to be like maybe four hours or five hours. And we're going to give guests like 20 20 minutes a piece. So that way 24 hour telethon. Yes, because there was just so there were so many guests. And next year, yes, I'm gonna find a way to have more guests too. If you so. could get like four or five channels lined up, you might be able to pull something like that off. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that some of the people watching are getting inspired right now, and we could always use more atheist YouTubers. Yes. So <laughs> something oh go ahead. Ah really quick. Something who hang on for you. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you, you. Okay, you. my turn. This is what we basically do on the pickup line the whole time. Just okay. <laughs> so it really is. Don't be intimidated by all these smart people. Everyone has a role to play in this, whether you think you do or not. Even if you don't feel like you're good in front of a camera, you can be a mod. You can volunteer. You can any of the things. There's there's a place for you. But the more you normalize this, the better. Because 
there's more of us than we realize. I'm sure recovering from religion also has a couple open slots. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're only $293 away. That's it. $293 away. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. That's we're amazing. Awesome. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you've done. And if you can share that donate link and help us get to just $293 more. We're so close. Jenna, where can people check you out at? Um, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I've got a link tree and I pretty much share what I'm doing in the description of my videos on YouTube. So it, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I don't want to take up the next 10 minutes talking about it. <laughs> um, awesome. And you know, Hannah, to, to piggyback off what you said, yes, we need more voices. I, one year ago was that well, I should say a year and three months ago, I was that scared person. Like, I can't do what these people can do. I'm not as smart as them. I, get, I still get lost in most philosophical conversations. I am not the most knowledgeable atheist out there. I'm a frigging retired DJ. So, well, I am in IT now. But my, my point is, you can be a voice. Don't let any other voices intimidate you. We need more atheist voices out there. Uh, like for those who don't know, did you know that atheist channels, if it has the word atheist in it, get demonetized by default and they have to manually go in and get a request review for each video. So atheism still needs to be talked about. We need more atheist YouTubers out there. Um, so don't yeah, they say that there's a war on Christianity. Right. <laughs> oh, death. Hell, there's no war on Christianity. That's for sure. <laughs> so be the voice. Get out there. Hell, reach out to me. I always am looking to find more people to have more conversations with. I'm hoping this year to get back to my roundtables. I set so many goals this year by talking to every single atheist YouTuber I've ever wanted to talk to. And hell, I even got to talk to Sean Schemmel, the voice of Goku from Dragon Ball Z, which if you see, I'm just like for the full three hours, I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. So it's been great. Uh, I want to thank my patrons real quick. Although I, ah, darn it, darn it. Hang on. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you to, where is it? Jonathan Friedel, Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Kathy Leto, Jump and Shoot, Ian Oz, Philip Leach, uh, Caitlin Biondi, and Davenport, best name ever, the Blazing Wizard Pope, Edith, Puck, all of you are awesome people and I appreciate your patronage. Uh, Jenna, Kenneth, Brainbug, Hannah, this community, it's no longer just a, well, I should say neighborhood. This neighborhood would not be possible without all of you and your continued efforts to help improve this channel and not only be colleagues, but friends of mine. So thank you. All we right. I love everyone. you. So much love. <laughs> We've got, hopefully, maybe we can make it before midnight, $236 to go. Share that donate link, share the video. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to the mods. Thank you to the production. Everybody that helped me out over this past year, Again, without you, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, I hope, uh, well, yeah, you might want to stay for after the credits. Good night, everyone. Good
guys are still here? It's over. Go home. Go.